and he's back. Six pack lap it out. We got Russell Orhi and Russ. We were just talking. Um, there's quite a bit of chatter going on. And me and you had talked in the DMs and you hadn't made anything official about where you want to go for your future. But mm. a lot of people are connecting dots. And um, I mean, I had I had uh, Joe Stanek on the podcast and he was like, yeah, I mean, and seeing how Russ is going IPF, something to that effect. And I was like, well, I mean, not an official statement. And he's like, well, it's not on the roster for the USCPL Nets. I can't think of another reason why he wouldn't be. And I'm like, <laughs> you know, it's sort of be like, well, you know what? I think my man better make a statement at some point before it becomes. Because <laughs> <laughs> everybody's sort of connect dots. So yeah. here we are. Well, what's the situation? Uh, it's funny because like we we both know the situation essentially. Right. Um, right. yeah, I just I just I, I had to pull myself out of Nats. Um, just because like the goals have kind of shifted over the last couple of months. Um, so with that, with the goals shifting, you just have to change like some of the the plans that we had at the time. So, um, yeah, pulling pulling my name out of Nats. I think uh, I want to say a couple of weeks ago. Um, but that was official. I think that was more like a safeguard. Um, but the the shift happened maybe like a month or two ago, where it was like we're gonna have to transition from doing USAPL a USAPL nationals to um, looking towards next year. And are you comfortable saying what your goals are? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm comfortable. Yeah, I'm comfortable. I'm okay. at this point. Yeah, at this point, I was explain everything since you okay. want to, try to explain it for me. So <laughs> right. I mean, it's good. At, people are already talking. So yeah. No. Nah, so might um, as well say. Yeah. Um. Literally, I think. So when I first made the choice, obviously we had the IPF split between the USAPL and the IPF. Um, that was like what a year and a half ago, two years ago. I can't even remember at this point. Yeah, 2021, we had that funky worlds. You made uh, it over. And then the that was in the summer, the fall, the USAPL got kicked out. And then 2022 was when we had a weird that's when things got weird. Yeah. So I decided to stay with the USAPL. Um, there's a couple of reasons for that. Uh it was because I thought that now we separate or the USAPL separated from the IPF umbrella. I was thinking that I was going to free them up to do a lot more production stuff or anything of that nature. Just kind of like expand, expand the brand, get closer to maybe something like UFC um, or like even CrossFit or NBA, NFL, all those different sports leagues. Um, production wise, quality wise, I thought that it would kind of like go that direction. Also, too, just with my personal brand, um, the company that I own, like I wanted to kind of expand more in that. I'd be able to wear my equipment on the platform. And I think that helps a little bit more like on the marketing side. But as things started to unravel, like after that, um, I started noticing that powerlifting America and the IPF were making those strides that I thought that the USAPL would make. Um, and that's when the gear started turning towards like, shit, man, I think I made the wrong decision. <laughs> so um, I started getting a lot more interested in wanting to be on those platforms. Whenever I started watching IPF Worlds, like the two IPF Worlds that I haven't been a part of, um, it's very rare that I get FOMO, but I was watching those meets and I was like, fuck, man, I wish I was over in South Africa. I wish I was over in Malta, Italy, uh, competing on that platform. And I think a lot of people that are in the USAPL currently, they can't really relate to, to being an IPF World Champion. Um, I always feel like there's something more to do after Nationals. I feel like Nationals is almost like the first step and then the closing chapters is going to worlds and kind of putting a stamp on the year. 
And I just been missing that. And for the past two years, it's kind of like I do nationals and then that's it, you know? Uh, so I missed that part of it. And then Sheffield happened. <laughs> like Sheffield is definitely uh, something that uh, opened my eyes in regards to just like what is possible for the sport. Like Sheffield is everything I've always wanted powerlifting to be. Um, ever since I started competing, I think that we've, I've been on a couple of your podcasts now talking about like the production value, being able to get the athletes on there in, in a good way, uh, showcasing their stories and, and pushing like this almost spectator type sport. And I felt like Sheffield really put a, put a good foot forward in regards to that. And, um, I just didn't really see that with the USAPL and its current structure. I mean, I'm not sitting here saying they can't do it, but the IPF is already presenting that product in my face. So, um, yeah, it was it was mostly just like making that decision to move over to them because I'm like, well, I mean, I I know it's I know what it feels like to be an IPF world champion. I missed that, and then also the production value. Um, so I can tell you the original plan as well when it came yeah. to, uh, yeah, the original plan for me was when those things started unraveling. I always knew that I was like, okay, look, at some point I'm gonna move back. Like I miss being an IPF world champion, um, and I'm liking the I'm liking the way Powerlifting America is going about things like post game, pre game uh interviewed Phenomenal. something as little as that like gets me excited i'm like I, damn i i, I want to do shit like that um and little other things that they're working on too um being a lot more culturally relevant um understanding like little shit like collabing with influencers as you post like little things like that go a long way and also just the openness to want to work with the top athletes and the top coaches figure out like different ways that we could promote uh build and expand but um, I wanted to do, like, in a perfect world, I would do nationals. But in my particular situation, I was already an IPF lifter. So I can't just do nationals and switch over and have no suspension or anything happen to me. Um, so since I was part of the IPF before I left, um, now if I do nationals, it just kind of elongates my clock. So if I were to compete in nationals, I, like, I would have to serve a six-month suspension, and that would make me ineligible for uh, Powerlifting America nationals, and then, like, then giving myself opportunities to then do worlds. So it's, it's, it's mostly just a uh, calendar thing. Like if, if nationals was a lot earlier, I would have already done it. And then I would serve my, my suspension once I reinstate myself with IPF, but it's just too late in the year for me to kind of like run that risk. Um, Power to American nationals happens way too early in the year next year. So I just can't do it. Um, so I was like, fuck it, man, we're going to have to, we're going to have to drop out of nationals and start, and, and reinstate myself now. So it gives me so it gives myself time to uh now compete um in Powerlifting America Nationals and then also give me the opportunity to compete at Worlds as well. So uh, so we we got a little bit to talk about about that, but you made a lot of good points. Like yeah. for instance, when the two splits happen, I totally get where you know, initially you made it, that decision and we talked about it. This is going back a couple of years though, but I remember yeah. you saying how like wearing your gear, your kit on the platform is big for branding as well as, you know, it was interesting. Some of the ideas they had for a pro series, et cetera, mm -hmm. the role. And, and I think people had an idea of IPF being kind of like boring, <laughs> yeah. stuck in the mud, mm -hmm. dry, but some things started shifting this ipf like let alone sheffield we don't even have to touch that yet but we'll go into a sec but the influence yeah. of sheffield was big but even this ipf worlds was people were like the crowd was crazy and people were like if there was a call that they didn't like they would boo calls at worlds 
or yeah. they would cheer and it was like anything but dry now they had people from like um in in uh i think it's new zealand people from new zealand like brought drums or beating drums every time either it was carlina or someone from new zealand hit the platform there like a drum roll and it was like holy yeah. shit let alone the french when penna or leah came it was crazy man like mm -hmm. like it's crazy and then it's and that's just ipf worlds but outside of the ipf people people might not realize too that it's not just the ipf the global body but yep. the other federations, like what's happening in France with Silent Worker, where they have like like I've been doing working with them last couple of years, it, it is like a freaking it's it's hundreds of people and it's like a like a rap rock concert, man. You yeah. know, I, I don't know if you see clips, but it is crazy when what they have going over there and they're allowed to. And to your point, powerlifting America, also in terms of their media assets, they're, they're that they're doing pre-game, post-game. Um, I mean, it's not just ipf so when people think going the ipf route let alone sbd so when people thought ipf i think to an extent they were thinking what's ipf going to do but it's because it's a global body yeah. they have a global minds coming together so whatever the french are doing whatever so-and-so is doing and um in it let alone that sbd let yeah. alone, you know and then if we're tallying I think there might have been an overestimation um, also by, because I've talked to other people in DMs too. What happens when USAPL splits? And some people thought like, like how, like USAPL was maybe bigger in, in the global scene, the attraction than it was. But when you, when, I, never <laughs> I never thought because, that. I never thought that. Because, <laughs> because when, um, like some people were telling me, like some people thought it was going to be, so different but when you actually look at the numbers like some usapl prime times from a year ago in the nats are like 27k but from a month ago worlds like the 93b section with no 93s of at the top end had seventy nine thousand follow like views yeah in prime time from a year ago had twenty seven thousand, and yeah. the 93s and 76 is prime time and this is just a month is 155,000 views. Like it's not even, it's not even yeah. plus. This is not like the, the world, the powerlifting community was like, you guys split and they went, and their eyeballs went this way. And, yeah. it, um, and that was clear. Like, and I don't know if some people expected that, but, but some people were thinking like, they don't realize too, as well as the American market look that way. So then um, to your point, when you're thinking about that and you're like, look at, I wanted to do what was best for my brand, et cetera. And even if I wear my brand on the platform, if there's very few eyeballs watching, you know, like, like the silent worker meet has numbers that will rival mega nats. That's not great. You know, you could wear your shit on silent worker meet too. You could go to France, the silent worker. Like it's more like, well, it, it just didn't work out. It's like, you know what? It's better to not wear my kit on the platform and have far more eyeballs watching all the digital assets created before all the digital assets created after. And while you're there, if you were there in Malta and then you could do whatever meets you want and do what, wear your kit at so many different, like there's so many opportunities that's just not worlds. There's so many other things that's like, Greg, I know what you mean. Word. Yeah. I, I see where you made your decision, but you don't know until time passes. And then as you look back, collect data, 
and I know you got your hand on the pulse to what's going on. Yeah. You'd be like, didn't play out like it might have. Yeah, it sucks because like the way that I think this is like an American thing, but the way that the that like over here we look at the IPF, we look at the IPF as like the old man that doesn't allow us to do anything. Um, so that's it's like we look at them as like super restrictive and super by the book, and like you can't be creative in X, Y, and Z. And I'm thinking that a lot of the regulations and restrictions were because of the IPF. Um, and then, you know, literally fast forward, it's like, nah, they with the media stuff, like they, they, they're pushing forward on that. They're leading the way. And I feel like, like, I'm not trying to disrespect the USAPL or anything like anything like that, but I feel like they're almost like behind in that element and trying to like catch up to what they're doing. So they'll do it first. And then the USAPL kind of like follows along, um, along with other federations. But from my vantage point, whenever I made the decision, I was thinking that USAPL was going to be the lead on stuff like that uh, when it comes to pushing more of the marketing stuff. Uh, but it, it just was not the case. And um, yeah, like you said, man, it's it you take it's like US versus the whole world. I mean, just the numbers game alone, like you can't beat the whole world, you know. Um, so, yeah, I mean, the stuff like I know what it's like to go overseas and compete. So, like, I know, like, the the energy they have or, like, the amount of dedication they have to the sport. Because, like, you have different countries that are literally paying people to compete for their country. Whereas, like, America is actually the one, one of the few countries that they don't really give a fuck about that shit. Like, you just, it's almost like a hobby over here, whereas it's like a way of life over there uh, overseas. So, um, yeah, it's a big difference. And and it, it isn't, uh, like... I understand the America versus the world thing, but also the Americans in the IPF, like you had so many, I don't got to tell you because tons of the flex squad went the IPF route. Uh-huh. Um, and then a powerlifting America has done such a phenomenal job, but they also have Americans plus pockets all over the world. So all you need when you have like a global talent pool, not just the lifters, but a global talent pool of ambitious people. Mm-hmm. people are going to start striking. Like there are people in Europe that are like, like I, the Sabato boys in the UK are all pushing. They want to make a push for social media. Obviously SBD is UK based and they're based in Sheffield where, where the events taking place. So you have like, it's just easier when you have more pockets of talent, not just lifting, but pockets of talent in terms of ideas and turning things over. So they're not actually just, it's not just the Federation who's going to pull the trigger on all this or one nation. And um, like SBD France is Penna and Leah and Turbo Tiff and all them. And they're the ones who are also silent worker doing all that stuff too. So you have like several people who are like, I got good ideas. Let's, let's start rocking and rolling. Um, But even in terms of the media, they started doing like, as soon as the sessions were over, the IPF is like, grab so-and-so and we're, we're doing interviews and we need the interview out like, like now. So yeah. they were, they were like six, go get them. And I'd be like, run it into the warm up room and ah, like trying to get so-and-so. And like we, they had a corner that was made to look like a studio. So when I pulled someone aside, we could either sit or stand in that corner that looks like a freaking, you know, sports center, you yeah. know? And we're like, okay, we're going over here. And they, including all the lighting and everything, it was and the IPF set that up to be like, this is our media. So when you grab someone, do interviews there before, after, whatever, as well as like SBD had their own, as well as powerlifting America had their own, as well as like white lights media from the UK. Uh, yeah. Phenomenal jobs with the, with the pieces that they made. Yeah, man. It just seems like that's something that the USA pill would have 
I thought like would have been like on the forefront of, but like just that simple thing, right? Like literally post and pregame interviews or like, you know, mid mid game interviews or mid me interviews, like little things like that. That's what I get excited about. Like that's, that's the type of thing that I wanted to stay on the USAPL side thinking that that would kind of be like the forefront and like the emphasis but um, I mean, kudos to Powerlifting America and, and kudos to all the uh, IPF affiliates that are doing their thing and the IPF themselves. Dude, all you these are ideas that you gave before too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I've been wanted. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Shit, man. That was that's what I wanted to do. That's why when it was happening, I'm like Russ would kill it in this environment. I'm telling you, man. When I was watching everything, like I I seriously rarely get FOMO about anything, and like I would watch, like it was. It was IPF Worlds. I literally, I was locked in, like, locked in. Because I have, like, TVs in my gym. So, like, I'm watching as I'm, like, lifting. And I'm just getting, like, more and more, like, like competitively angry. And then, like, also just, like, damn, man. Like, I should be there. Like, I don't like, I don't like just doing a Nationals meet. Because it hits different when you say you're the best in the world. Or, like, you're going to, like, telling friends and family, like, oh, sorry. Like, I'm, I'm like, at this time, I'm going overseas to compete with like other countries to to be the best in the world so not being able to say shit like that like it, it just it just leaves like a hole it's so like weird like it's like oh i'm about to, I'm about to go compete in nationals and then that's kind of it that's the rest of the year like because i'm only doing one meet a year which is nationals i'm not doing any anything other than that so it's just kind of like ugh, it's just weird it, it well, well first off even you being there in terms of collaborating in because you're so good at this like you you would eat up the interviews before and after you would eat up the opportunities to create content and mm -hmm. all the world's best are right there and the possibilities are endless like the digital content you could create by being a part of that would have been freaking amazing yeah the Eurosport fellas would have loved you um yeah. and the battles you know, will be, oh my God, when they find out you're coming, because they select Eurosport has the abbreviated versions they show in Eurosport, mm. which kind of look like the white lights media stuff that's on YouTube, which are phenomenal. They look mm. amazing. Um, but they also have the full on three hour live sessions, like, like it's spread all over Europe and that is their ESPN, right? So millions yeah. of people are going to watch it and they do like they have lead-ins where it's explains the different events, explains the rules, like it's Penna and Turbo Tiff doing it. Yeah. I saw um, that was great too. Dude, they know what they're doing, man. They know what they're doing, but they'll, they'll eat it up. If you show up, Frank, it's going to be completely nuts. So, um, and on top of that, talent pool starting to rise, huh? Talent pool yeah. starting to rise all over. Like yeah. Delaney, you seen what he did at Sheffield with 835 for a long time. Jamar's um 832.5, I believe he hit was like that was the closest. Mm. But now the closest, the most, the biggest talent or the biggest threat you would actually have would be in the IPF, would be yeah. Delene. Yeah. And and then there's Jiren's and there's Enna, and there's like all these other people, and as well as whoever the hell else is coming over, which seems like a lot of people. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know, a lot of things seem to be changing. Yeah, was sure. that some of a factor too? Like, what what do you think when you see this? Like, when you're watching Sheffield and Delaney's going for your your world record, and you're like, oh my god, this is getting close. Yeah. This is a little yeah, closer it, than I'm used to. No, it's yeah, it's it's motivating to me. Um, it's 
it's kind of tough too because I haven't competed like that number to me, like 840. I know people are like, oh, like you know, 840, 840 this, 840 that. Uh, I don't, I don't like operate off of 840. Um, to me, that's like a that to me, that was a bad day. Like I was fighting an injury. Um, so I'm just more so excited about everything else. Like my competitive nature inside of me doesn't really think about like other competitors. It's more so just like I just want to come over and like be there. You know what I mean? Uh, but I will say like just by nature of like time progressing. Yeah. The, the talent pool is getting better. The the current lifters are also getting stronger. So um, that's never, I rarely, it's, it's, it's like a weird balance. Like I don't really uh, use other people to motivate me like that thinking that like people are like on my ass, if that makes sense. Like it's mm, not like yeah. that, but it's more so just like, fuck, I want to be out there competing. Right. Yeah. Do you, well, first off, because you've you've tinkered with the idea of moving up a weight class. Yeah, yeah, that's another thing. <laughs> yeah, so so let's. What, what, but you you also hadn't put your cap, you hadn't put your like like stamp. You felt like at that weight class, like like you were just saying, like fuck, I I could do more. You had unfinished business, etc. Mm -hmm. And obviously, Sheffield is determined by that the world record. And mm -hmm. if you can make your way to worlds, win worlds without overextending and you keep some kilos in the bag the bag at sheffield could be if you were capable of something absolutely silly in 83 mm. you could win sheffield yeah you know where the, you know where the world record is uh -huh. you if you win sheffield russ russ <laughs> if you win sheffield dude if you win worlds and then win sheffield oh my god dude you, yeah what you would do for powerlifting and what would happen I'm I'm not joking. I'm listening to MMA podcasts. Nothing to do with powerlifting at all. And they're talking about Sheffield. Like, did you hear about that guy, Jesus Oliveras? Apparently, yeah, yeah. there's a huge event called Sheffield, and he's blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And they're everyone's talking about it. Because Sheffield, you want to talk numbers, did 270,000 in four months. Like, just, there's literally 10 times yeah. in anything you'll find at USAPL. When you think about all that kind of shit, it, it, you, you can get ahead of yourself. But, yeah. So what weight class are you thinking about going? What are the decisions on that? Yeah, yeah, I don't know if people like, I don't know if people, so I've said it many times on like my YouTube videos. Um, I, I've never, okay, so the way that I break down for, to give people context, like I did a meet in Korea at 90. Um, I literally just didn't want to cut. I signed up as 83 and as time started getting closer and closer, like I was literally like, I don't feel like cutting. I'm going to a foreign country um, and this isn't worlds like this isn't this isn't like part of my career, if that makes sense. In in the respect of like, I'm not adding a world championship to my to my uh, resume. So it's almost like an exhibition meet. I don't want to cut. We're going to be in a different country. I'm also going to Japan after like I'd rather just eat freely and be like free. Um, so I competed at 90 um, with also the intention of like there was like some back and forth with another lifter. I wanted to beat his total. So I was like, all right, I'll just go 90. And I did that. Um but I never like I never told anyone I was never I was never like oh I'm about to be 90 going forward like it was just a happenstance thing that I was able to get like the 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 best total at 82 and a half and then um, also like in a separate meet from nationals grab the number one total um, overall for the year uh, at this meet. But I, I was like I'm going back to 83 like I'm taking everything that I got from 90 and I'm moving it back to 83 like or 82 and a half like there was no like. It was more so like, oh shit, okay, like there's still room to grow, there's still room to progress. Um, and 90 to 93 is in the bag if I ever want to move 
back up. So my plan was to do 82 to 83 for another like year and a half and then move up to 90. Like I, I never like said like, I'm moving up to 90 now. Cause people are like, Oh, is you gonna do nineties? I'm like, I've never said I was going to do nineties my next meet. Like there's no way that was, that's never been my interest. I think the thing is, cause the heat, um, around like, I mean, we talked this big time yeah. last time, but yeah. the heat around you and Petrie was, was so hot and people were like, Oh shit, this will be an amazing showdown. And then uh -huh. like, shit, I kind of got myself into this. Like, what am I going to do here? Does this have to happen? But then, as everything started progressing is like, that was like the end of 2022 ish um, or around beginning of 2023 ish anyways. And mm -hmm. then Sheffield happens, worlds happens. And mm -hmm. like, you're not the type of guy that chases another lifter. Like you've never been that you're more uh, the no. guy that plays <laughs> your own trail. So yeah. you're like, look at, if I was staying USAPL, like it makes sense. If I'm staying USAPL, yeah, maybe that would be the next big thing because you're going to keep doing 82 and a half over and over and keep winning those titles. It sounds like you're getting a little bored by the way you're talking about I'd be done and then have nothing else. So I can see where that'd be kind of enticing. But yeah. now that you're seeing Sheffield, now that you're seeing Worlds and you're like... Yeah, uh, it, it, it was yeah, it was more so just like, look, 93 is like the next natural progression. What really happened was that... um. I've said this before too. I don't like the way I look at 93 because I'm once again, I'm like five, six, bro. Like being 200 plus pounds doesn't look like the best of my You can't frame. be chubby, bro. You yeah, can't. I don't, I just don't <laughs> like that for me physically. However, um, I was doing a bodybuilding show. I was prepping for a bodybuilding show. Um, and I started recomping. So like I was putting, I was like basically like putting on muscle and I looked really good for my, in my opinion at 190. I think like 194 and that usually I look kind of like bubbly a little bit. Um, but my muscle definition was at all time high. And I was like, Oh shit. Like I look good this heavy. Okay. So I could still look good at almost 200 pounds. All right. So I have this in my bag for in the future. Like if I do want to move up, I feel comfortable doing so. Um, but yeah, I just always, I, I never really looked at myself as like a 93 or anything like that. I'm like, yo, I'm an 83, 82 and a half. Like, that's just how it's always been. Like I've done a meet at 93 too, like three, four years ago. Like I remember yeah. when I came off my other bodybuilding show, I didn't feel like cutting and I did a meet at 93 and I put up really good numbers. And then I brought that weight back down to 83 and then put up even bigger numbers. So like, yeah, I just, it was funny hearing people. It's like, Oh, he's going to do nine. He's going to do nine. I'm like, bro, no, I'm not like, I don't know who's like waiting on that. It is. It isn't the worst thing in the world for us. First off, to like yeah for sure a little bit you know <laughs> like yeah, 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 yeah. Let, let the interest keep going you yeah know? it's just funny because um, i keep saying i'm like bro i'm not i'm not doing it but people are like oh is he gonna do it is he? i'm like i just said i'm not gonna do it you know yeah. it's a uh, in your 100 like your brand part of your brand is for sure you have like the image you're you're fucking russell or russell or he doesn't come out chubby you yeah. know like <laughs> this is not the way this works like you are not gonna get chubby for uh, just to be stronger, like for sure, if you got a little chubby and start shifting weights, I'm sure your squat would explode. But yeah. damn, man, that is not necessarily on brand for you. I don't know. Uh, you know, so, and if you stay 83 and your top end strength is where you think it is, like we saw Glint, we saw 885. Mm. If you can bring that top end strength, you, if you win worlds and make it to Sheffield, 
And the world record is still floating around 840 something. And you bring some top end strength like that. You do the math. You are mm -hmm. a very serious contender to mm -hmm. win Sheffield. Yeah. Which would be absolutely pinnacle top end. I don't know what the hell you would do with this, but you want to talk about like crossover appeal for podcasts talking about and taking like you saw like like gavin is the type of guy who leans into these moments when he's on the 2000 people going crazy there he does a good job like he does a good job he's a good show yeah. but you could take serious advantage of this opportunity yeah. so yeah when i heard this i'm like fuck i hope he goes 80 83 because uh, yeah. you could do this i you think yeah for me yeah for me 90 and 93 will always be there um if anything it was like Oh shit, like yeah, I could I could I could do damage in that weight class too. Like I can't sit here and say that I would be the best because I haven't competed against those guys. Um, I, I just don't like hearing talk like that. It's more so just like I think I have an opportunity to do something cool in that in the in that division if I were to move up. Um, so I think um, I mean, yeah, I, I'm very confident in that division because it's almost like you take the limiters off and I don't have to like worry about dieting and stuff, and that's like a whole different that's a whole different realm to, to, to kind of touch up on. But like, my goal has always to be like one of the best 83s. Um, and I don't think I'm done kind of cementing my legacy in that weight class. And I feel like, um, yeah, I had, I've had like a six year run, but like I had to move away from the IPF world's competition. So I want to get back to that and kind of add some, um, if possible to that, but yeah, I have, I just have very singular goals and I don't like see flashy things and automatically move towards that. Um, mm. I, I don't, I don't, I don't believe in like weight, uh, weight class hopping. I, I want to be like regarded. It's like, yo, no, in the 83s, you're battling like this person's legacy versus just like me as a lifter in general. Like, I don't want to be like 83 for one year, 93 for another year, 105 for one year, move back down. And like, it's just too much confusing. We'll also start to impact you for sure. If you're cutting from too far out or yeah. it's going to catch up to you at some point, it's a lot easier to hold course. And you, at a certain point, if you, if you do the path in win a world title and then go to Sheffield and if you win Sheffield, my friend, like in terms of overall legacy piece, and we'll talk about that in a second, mm -hmm. then you have done, this is the pinnacle of pinnacles. Now you could start, taking a look around and be like, do I want to continue 83, maybe 93 then where you're like looking for more, but there's a lot more to do. There's so much now that you went IPF the door, you just kick the door wide open yeah. and whoever's going to come over is going to come over. It's going to be stacked. Just making it onto the world team is going to be crazy for yeah. a lot of people. You yeah. know, I had, I had Nick Manders was on, on the podcast and he goes, let me give a hot take. If Perk comes over, I would not might not make a world team. And he wasn't saying this as a diss. He was like, yeah. let this sink in. Petrie, Gavin, Keiko, not all of them can make a world team. Mm -hmm. Let this sink in. Like, you know, just talking. And these are, this is like a slight on anyone. They're all world class. Yeah. But there's only one, two spots tops in one weight class. And only yeah. one of the weight classes are two. A lot of people aren't even going to make it to worlds. We're mm -hmm. back to that. We're we're getting yeah. back to that style battles, yeah. which is freaking crazy, man. It's gonna be fun. I think. Um, yeah, I mean that that's like a specific conversation too because I don't know why it makes me think about. Um, I yeah, it makes me think about lifters that claim they're number one, 
without like being number one, if that makes sense. So like, let's say you do a local meet and then like you have the best total. Like, I think you have to like actually be at nationals to really claim that. Right. Cause I can't claim, I personally don't claim like nineties. Cause at a point, like I was like the best 90 quote unquote, but I never really like in my heart, I was never like, yeah, I'm the best 90. I'm like, no, I didn't compete at nationals. So I, I don't get to kind of say that. Um, but just going back to the thing. Yeah. I think it's going to be really cool to, uh, it's going to be like where the USA, uh, like the USAPO or like the Americas, like kind of like the bloodbath to figure out who's going to be able to go to, go to world. 100%. Yeah. Cause you're going to have like people that can be, Number two as well, um, but they just can't go because there's only so many slots. And this is right. And I do hope, I think we're going to see a more of an emphasis on other competitions first off. Like there's Arnold Classics and whatnot, like going on in Europe and all over the world that mm-hmm. are pretty big and their money meets as well being sponsored by you, uh, SBD. And so they're, they're big and they're happening in the UK. The UK's got one and some big name people, Europeans in there. It's very international and possibly North Americans might have more of an emphasis and for sure worlds is the number one spot where they're taking people for, for Sheffield. But there has been the odd exception. Like Carlina was at the Commonwealth championship, which is an international competition. So there is the odd exception as well. So hopefully as the U S powerlifting American nationals gets more and more stacked, and some killers get left behind. They are able to take still an international route. It's not worlds, but they're going to end up on an international scene. And maybe that could still open up doors. And there'll be more money meets than just Sheffield as well. I mm. think more things, uh, we already know, not even just with SBD, but other other things are popping up around the world. So yeah. if people are kind of worried about that, um, if you're a, a person looking at this like, shit, I might be number two in the U.S., Mm. hang tight there will be there will be other things there will doors will open up there's other competitions all over the world and and their money their key they're they're big um and we'll see what happens but yeah yeah, you're right it could be a fight it's going to be powerlifting american nationals i mean it would kill me can you imagine kaiko doesn't go to worlds can you imagine taylor atwood doesn't go to worlds that'd be weird we living in what world do we live in i don't understand when taylor atwood doesn't go like it's crazy yeah, that, that wouldn't feel right. But I'm excited to see um the I'm excited to see people react under that pressure though. Like that's right. well, yeah. It, it that's like always an interesting thing because yeah, on paper like it says X, Y, and Z. Um, but like I said, this is this is performance. So at the end of the day, you still have to go out there and prove it. There's still quote unquote upsets. So I'm just excited to see people move over and have those people finally get an opportunity to go maybe travel overseas and see if like those numbers translate overseas too. So I'm excited. 100%. It's one thing to blow up a local meet. It's an yeah. entirely different to win a showdown. Yeah. yeah, yeah. For stats for sure. Sir. Those showdowns are uh, different. I, yeah. I mean, I, I don't know if we're going to talk about worlds, but just watching Taylor's meet. Um, yeah. Just Taylor's meet. I actually, this past worlds was one of the most exciting worlds that I've watched in a very long time. If not the most exciting worlds that I've watched. Yeah, man, it was bonkers. Yeah. Uh, it was absolutely bonkers. And the, if you look at the 66s with Penna, where he's fourth on nomination, he was 20 kilos behind. Mm-hmm. 20 kilos behind. And he was like, I remember talking to him like on the podcast, and he's, it doesn't matter. Wait till you get there. We've seen this happen. And <laughs> it happens, man. It, the proof is in the pudding. It's a whole nother level when it's, when it's head to head. 
and it doesn't mean people can't do it. It just means it hasn't happened until it's happened. And what I don't like about the untested division is you got people blowing up nothing but local meets and they never have showdowns. It's so rare for them to have a top five. That's so close. You don't know who's going to, who's going to win. And they're in terms of handling. Yep. They don't got to worry about handling too much game day approach and all that is kind of like, I mean, whatever. Cause you're used to blowing up local meets. Just try to go nine for nine. No, no, no. Show up when it's five people. It's so tight. And you know, you better understand what lot numbers are and what happens in, in the whole of it, man. You better know your chips and in, in the whole nine and you better be able to play the game because someone else is going to, when they're going to eat your food and, and things do change. And then you're not going to be a hundred percent. You're not going to be a hundred percent, but you got to still win. And how, I don't got to tell you how many times you've had to do that. We like, yeah, it's, it's different. I feel like local meets is for fun. And then like the higher the competition gets, it's more of a chess match because like chances are like, there's very few weight classes where the gap is just like, just go out there and compete. Like, Hey, Zeus and Amanda, it's pretty much go out there and just have fun, you know, go out there and put mm. up, put up a, have a day, you know? Um, but other other federate, I mean, other classes, bro. You got to be on point. You got to go nine for nine. You can't you can't fuck around and go seven for nine because that's going to open up the door for someone to uh, creep in and take your spot. And it wasn't even necessary because they were stronger than you, because they executed better than you on the day. Um, so I think a lot of, like you said, the untested federations, they don't really have that. It's like you just go in there and you just fucking lift and and then they try to compare. It's like, oh well, he's better than him. I'm like, bro, like. It's it's not even like the it's it's almost not even the same sport, if we're being honest. So it, it's because it's scored differently, even if they have head to heads, but it's by a calculator, it's different than mm-hmm. a head to head in the same weight class and it's straight up kilos, and you have five killers, and yeah, you drop you drop off. Like Taylor came in third. Tim Monagati beat him. Why? Because Taylor was pulling for the for for first. He's going out on his shield and he wants to win. And that's what happens. It's yeah. so tight that if you miss first, I mean, sometimes it's so tight you miss first, you're off the podium. Yeah, yeah. This yeah, is yeah. what people don't understand in your weight class, not calculators or whatever the shit. In yeah, your yeah. weight class, like this is what people aren't used to. That. Yeah. That's a whole nother level of paying attention and trying to sort things out. Um, in so so this is the route you're going. Are people? What's the vibe you get from? members of your team people you're talking to because when i talk to people in dms i see a wave coming over and Uh obviously some people are very vocal about it saying i'm coming other Mm. people are teetering back and forth yeah i was i haven't i mean i haven't really been that verbal with my team about it i just i think the only people that i was really communicating with was joey and that's because we just needed to figure out what we needed to do because our route once again is a little bit different um i feel like other lifters they could just transfer over and there's nothing that they really have to do because they weren't IPF lifters before. Uh, but for me, there, there's like, it isn't just like, Oh, I just come over and that's it. It's like, no, I have to do like some paperwork behind the scenes, make sure emails are being sent, make sure people are like um, kind of understanding what's happening so that it's a smooth transition. Um, so I was actually trying to be like tight lipped a little bit, like just kind of chill. I didn't want to like rustle any feathers or like do anything. I was like, Hey man, I'm just going to lift, not say anything go about my day and then whenever everything is finalized i'll just kind of announce it or whatever just say like hey like yeah i'm 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 not i'm not doing nationals or anything uh but i mean kind of kind of can't do that but you know yeah what is what do you think about how like there's so much chatter when you make a move like most people like there are people (laughs) podcasting about it just like the 
insinuation that it might be happening and it's yeah. like news and yeah i i uh it was it was eye-opening i think it's mostly because i don't like i don't really uh as- not associate but i don't really operate like in the powerlifting space if that makes sense like i just kind of be doing my own shit like I, I yes i go to the gym and lift but i don't i don't i don't partake in the powerlifting gossip you know how lifters are talking about each other and like talking mm-hmm. about what other people are doing i don't i personally just don't do that I exist in my own little world. So um, I caught wind of like, you know, a lot of people just talking and like a lot of people asking other people around me, like, what's Russ doing? I'm like, damn, like, is it like, I didn't think that people would kind of, you know, be talking about me in that, in, in that way or that much or whatever, or really be honed in on what I'm doing uh, just because I don't do that. But um, it's, it's a little bit, it's a little bit weird. Sometimes I just want to just do my own thing and not be bothered and not be spoken about and shit contrary to popular belief um <laughs> so yeah it was it was weird weird but i mean i understand too because i i just I'm, I'm in a unique position where i do have a lot of followers and um i would like to say that i kind of shift stuff uh culturally in powerlifting when i do certain things so i i get i get the intrigue and um the desire to want to know what i'm doing i had people that like i was surprised i was they were we we're talking about a possible USAPL uh preview show and I'm trying to book some people ahead of time to like do this with me. Oh. Just, just, <laughs> and, and um and and some of the people were like, Yeah, I mean, you know, Russ probably won't be there. So then and I'm like, fucking yeah. you know too. <laughs> yeah, well, they asked, they they sent me an email. I think I, I came across the email and I just kind of ignored it because I at that time, like everything was being cemented, and I was like I'm pretty sure this is the route we want to go towards. And I don't want to give them an answer of yes. Um, and then like, just not do it. But then also too, I didn't want to say no. Cause I didn't want people in my business. Cause then it's mm. like, Oh, why not? Like we thought that you would like doing something like this. And it's like, well, you know, I'm just kind of thinking about not doing the meet. And I just know how the community is. Like, I just feel like that answer in those emails just would have got everywhere somehow, some way. I, mean, I Now I've seen that motherfucker screenshot fucking everything. So I was like, I'm not saying anything in DMs or emails like with these people that's gonna like get my business. You screenshotted out what happened? I didn't. I didn't. No, I'm just did. saying like <laughs> oh, if someone did. Oh, I thought no, yeah, yeah, no, 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 no. I'm very cautious oh. with that kind of stuff. Like I don't like DMing. I don't like DMing people in the community. I'm not gonna lie to you as much because I just feel like everything is being screenshotted and used and like sent in group chat. So I'm very cognizant of like who I'm talking to and where I am when I'm talking to them. So. Yeah. Dude, oh my lord! I, I speak in code like I'm in the freaking mafia. <laughs> no, it's yeah. crazy, man. I gotta yeah. refer to people in certain ways. Like I don't know who's doing what. I'm just trying to get by. Yeah, it's yeah. crazy. But I, I totally know what you mean. Things aren't the way they used to be. A private, a private message is not private anymore. Yeah. Um, it's a DM. It's a direct message. That's it. Yeah. But uh, yeah, in in terms of uh, so you're doing the shift over, and certainly it is definitely a topic of discussion mm-hmm. and I can see where you would say, you know, you don't, when you say you don't operate inside the powerlifting community, so, or, or get pulled into the chatter of it. Mm-hmm. How is it? Because obviously this is that you build your brand and you are Russell or he, you know, the power lifter mm-hmm. and you need to be tapped into an extent to know what's going on. You're, you're certainly tapped in enough to be like, I got to make this move to IPF due to, Cause you know, you're tapped yeah. in to make these, these decisions that will impact your brand, et cetera. Mm. How do you toe that line 
of understanding what's going on, but not being so deep. Cause I understand why you wouldn't want to be there mm. has gotten to a level in the last couple of years where it's, it's it toxic, man. It could be like yeah. it could be like Twitter on its worst day. Yeah. There can be some time. Like, for example, for example, I legit like on squat Tuesday, my squat session Tuesday. I legit, I mean, maybe I'm just stupid. I literally did not think to put clips on my bar when I was squatting, and that's literally everyone could talk about. Yo, what you're doing is so unsafe. You're impacting the youth. Please put clips on. I was like. I, was, I looked at the video. I was like, did I? Oh, I didn't have clips on. Oh, shit. I forgot. Like, <laughs> my bad. Like, what the fuck? You know what I'm saying? Like, so it's gotten to that point. I'm like, damn, bro. Like, yeah, my fault. It's like, oh, yeah, you're, you're, you're date. Like, you're, you're living on the dangerous side. Be careful, da, da, da. I was like, I legit did not realize because, like, I don't, I just lift. I'm very old school, like, which is unsafe, obviously. But sometimes when I deadlift, I just don't use clips. I just lift. Right. Um, so I just forgot. And, uh, little things like that. And I'm just like, okay, like shit, you are really watching like every detail of like what I'm doing. And, uh, you you slip with not putting a clip on and they're acting like you're like one of these fucking NFL guys who like, uh, got a DUI and you're endangering. They're trying to act like it was more so it's like, bro, like use clips. I'm like, yeah, use clips all the time. Like, no shit, you know? But yeah, it, it, extent, it gets at some point. To an extent, it's fake outrage, though. To an extent, mm-hmm. it's people who want to be outright. They're they're looking for something. You got yeah, you got but, people looking and like, ah, oh, I caught you lacking. Good. Yeah, caught yeah. you lacking. That's all I needed. Yeah. You know, they're like, no clips. That's a video. <laughs> yeah. It's insane. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Um, on the same on the same token, me and Taylor just had this conversation. I also want to talk about your podcast. But mm-hmm. me and Taylor just did a podcast and he was kind of voicing the same thing where it, it gets tough. But on the flip side, they also keep you relevant to a crazy extent. It's mm-hmm. like freaking Joe Rogan. He he said he was never more relevant than when the whole COVID situation was happening. And on his podcast, he was saying a few things. And then the people who were against what he was saying. Like they had governments making statements against him and governments, officials making like mentioning him and everybody and their mothers going at him. And literally his downloads went through the roof and he was never more relevant in time in terms of things he said being digested by people all over the place. And they made him bigger by doing this. They, they like, it's, it's, it's the opposite when, when people drive so much attention on and I was talking to Taylor about it, how he's like, look, you know, you got, I had Nick Manners. He gives some hot takes when he came on. Okay. And he was giving some hot takes on Taylor, but it wasn't like, it was all sports. Like he's not crossing the line or whatever. Uh-huh. Um, but Taylor's like mentioning how like, it's tough to be a part here, these kind of situations. And I'm like, Taylor, I'm telling you, man, it means you're relevant, makes you more relevant. It means you're not even on a podcast or talking about you. And it just blows it up more and more and more. And yeah. it's, it's when they stop talking about you, you got to start worrying. It's when mm. it stops becoming chatter that you're like, holy shit. I'm not saying, like, I think what you're doing is good, not digesting it so it carries with you for your whole day. Yeah, yeah. Because um, a lot of it's going to be negative. However, the fact that you just pull out a gnats and everybody in the mother's talking about it. You know what yeah. I mean? People pull out a gnats and no one gives a shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you kidding me? Yeah. It's not a word. Not yeah. a peep. Or someone makes an announcement and they're like, yeah, people just keep it moving. And they're like, all right, I guess no one gave a shit. I just said 
you know, is very difficult. Whereas you don't even make an announcement and people are making announcements about a possible announcement. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? So <laughs> that's so true. I just try to, I just try to, I try to balance it. So like, like when I'm casually, I think this would separates not just me in particular, but just like what I'm really talking about is like, I don't, when I'm at the gym and we're lifting, right. Me and me and the crew, me and my team, or like just lifters in general, I'm not even thinking about the power of the community. I'm just like, I want to have a good ass workout and I want to grind hard. Um, other people in different gyms, I, I, I'm pretty confident that they all kind of gossip about everything that's happening in the community. Like, oh, did you see X, Y, and Z? Did you see that? Da, da, da. Oh my God, did you see this? Like, oh, he hasn't posted this. I'm, I think he's gonna do this. I don't even follow like lifters at this point. Like, I, I, I unfollowed a lot of people like pretty recent, not recently, but like, you know, in the last podcast, I spoke about how I unfollowed a lot of people. Um, it's almost like I just give myself a break from all of that. The only time I really talk about powerlifting is like with Joey um, when we need to. And it's like, what moves are we making? Not so much of like, what's everyone else doing? Um, or when big competitions go down, that's when we'll talk about powerlifting. But when I'm at the crib, I don't talk about powerlifting. When I'm at like the office, I don't talk about powerlifting. When I'm training, I don't talk about powerlifting. I don't gossip mm. about anyone. I don't, I don't like say anything really about anyone and then also too i tell my team like or people that have my number and like that i talk to um that are part of the palace community i'm like yo don't send me anything that anyone that anyone says about me i'm not trying to see it like i don't want to see it actually um i just want to exist in my own little bubble and lift and then i'm thankful to be in a position to where like anything that i do personally is part of the palace community whether I like it or not, like if I forget to have clips on my bar, it's going to be a thing. If like someone, one of these powerlifting pages meme the fuck out of me for like a, something I post, it is what it is. Right. Um, but I just try to keep myself a healthy, I try to give myself a healthy balance. I try not to um, feed into the negativity. I don't really like, I just don't go back and forth with people as much anymore. It's just, I just do me and you know, whatever comes with that comes with that. But I just try my best to kind of give myself a break. So I just feel like you're going to burn yourself out. If you're constantly just like paying attention to what people say, like that's what comes with being in position. Like you're going to get the hate. You're going to get the negativity. It is what it is. Um, just keep pushing forward and pay attention to the people that are showing love and all that. It, it is dude, in terms of not burning out and in terms of not having pressure or whatever, it's the number one, it's the best way to do it. Some people yeah. were like, why is he unfollowing people or why is he, <laughs> yeah man it makes it makes all the sense in the freaking world me, if these yeah. people aren't like let me yeah let me I, let me let me re-explain that too like yeah i just unfollow people that i just look i just don't fuck with y'all like it's not that it's not like in a mean sense like i know that sounds fucked up but it's like i like the a lot of the majority of the people that unfollowed if they came into my gym we would not exchange words so why are we following each other like why am i looking at your content why like Let's stop. I, I I just don't want to be fake. Like I I don't I would never talk to you in the street. I would never if I saw you in person, I wouldn't say what's up. And likewise on your end as well. Um, so I'm just like, what's the point? Like I like if I go through your stories, I'm gonna skip that shit. And I don't even care to like, I genuinely don't watch other people lift like that. I really don't. Like I like unless you're at my gym and like you're going for PR or something like that, or like you're you're bringing amazing energy at my gym or something like that, and I'm watching you lift. That's one thing, but like. I don't go on social media to go through people's lifts. Like that's the last thing I'm thinking about. I go through social media to see like funny shit or um, like shit about sports. Like that's literally it. But I, I don't, I genuinely can't even remember the last time I went on Instagram and typed in 
a lifter's name to go look at their list. Like, to me, that's funny. I don't do that. But other people do. I just don't. That's not my, that's not my thing. It's weird. Like, I love powerlifting and I love being strong. But, like, when it comes to, like, just being in touch with every single little thing that's going on, like, I just feel like that would gas me out and just, like, make me turn away from powerlifting for sure. 100%. Yeah. For sure. I, 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 I totally get it where it might not even, it's, it's everything you said in terms of people are on you for the littlest thing. And if you get nagged for everything so often, you're going to, you're going to be living in your own head. It's going to, it's going to wear you out and too much in, in to a large extent. It's like, look at, I just don't want to see it. If you, if your content for some reason is often talking about me, I, I'm good, thanks. You know, <laughs> I don't I need. I don't. I don't necessarily want to see that. And and you can be like, go ahead. You guys are also my PR people without realizing it. That's fine. Yeah. Talk is talk. Relevancy is relevancy. I get it. I just don't want to digest it on my regular day to day because it becomes too much. And I think that's. I think most people n- would understand if they were in your shoes, if they were talked about as much as you within the community they're trying to operate. You're you're in the powerlifting community. This is what you do. This is you love weightlifting. Your mm-hmm. goals are powerlifting orientated. So you can't just remove from the community. But on the flip side, damned if this community isn't like all over you for like yeah, a lot. I think people don't realize like, and I think some people can relate to this, bro. If you consume negative shit all the time, you're gonna become a negative person. You're not gonna like life. Like, so like, if I'm constantly consuming, like I don't. I don't see the memes people make about me. I don't see like all those things um, just because I know that that shit going to annoy me. Like I'm going to wake up like aggravated. I can only imagine if I wake up and the first thing I see is like a meme about me, like whatever, whatever it is, like it's going to fuck up the, 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 um, the vibrations of the day. Like, I'm just going to be like, man, like fuck these guys, like da 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 X, Y, and Z. I'm just not trying to live life like that. I'm just trying to go about my day, um, be ignorant and just have fun lifting. Um, and I encourage everyone, if you if you're on social media and you're following people that give you like, I guess anxiety or make you feel bad or whatever, just unfollow them. You control it's your social media. You don't gotta see that shit. You control what you want to see. Um, and I just don't care to be seeing people lifting all the time unless I genuinely fuck with you as a human being. Other than that, I'm not looking at lifters to like watch them lift or whatever. Only time I'll do that is like Joey sends me something, it's like, do you know this person? Or like you know, maybe this person's making some waves and I'm just like, okay, like, let me go, let me go see what this person's doing. I'll go check this shit out. But other than that, no, bro, I don't, I don't really consume stuff like that. No. It's, it's huge advice. And you know how many people should be taking that advice in? How many people like talk about how social media has impacted them and, and their mental health or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, you got some easy fixes here. And some people are all or nothing. Some people are like, I'm deleting Instagram. It's like, well, you don't necessarily have to do that. Do Look that. at Russ's killing it on social media but he just has like those barriers yeah. boundaries are good boundaries are good for everybody and you could operate in the same community do the same thing never have a problem with each other you just have strong boundaries mm-hmm. it, that's that's the key you you found a way to do it because yeah. man what are you going to do you can't just like you you your social media is so strong you can't just walk away from it but no, no, it's no. difficult for some people to freaking handle that yeah, to, to find sure. that uh find that for sure uh speaking of people in your crew i've seen you got some new some new members here and (laughs) i feel like so how did how is first off you rebranded it's the better brand um Mm -hmm. 
let's talk about that. Let's talk about some of the new members. Talk about mm. the podcast. Like yeah. some things are changing, man. We're seeing some growth here. And, yeah. and it feels like frick, man, your crew is hella strong on social media, by the way. Like, <laughs> holy yeah, shit. it's funny because like, we I've seen, I didn't know that everyone makes fun of us. I didn't know that shit. Everyone's like, oh, the, the corrupted strength crew, da da da. That's why everyone talks shit about them in my gym. I'm like, what the fuck? However, <laughs> however, the people doing that are like yay size of social media like way small and your crew is killing it on social media like the amount of followers you guys have like jamal just is murdering it with social media yeah um is it cranon am i a pro she says it's cranon's a cranon yeah cranon yeah okay cranon whom seemed to pop out of nowhere almost like i i reposted a heavy deadlift she had done like one meet (laughs) and now she's like a freaking social media superstar she's like pictures with stuffy cone and like you guys are all showing up together and it's like it's like freaking i don't know man i don't even know what the hell is going on here but how is yeah you guys are killing Mm. yeah appreciate it no it's uh so like with the rebrand for for um the better brand it was more so just like a it was a it was a decision made because I think the get better today brand like that's very to me it's limiting when you say that like it, there's only so much you could do with that um but when you put better brand better could be anything it's a lot more versatile um it's a lot more the outreach is a lot further um so yeah that that I mean that part's simple but the the gym stuff like having all the lifters here like what I think it is is just the fact that Houston is is I said this on my podcast and people were were maybe it was the clip itself that people people disagreed upon, but Houston has kind of become the fitness hub of America at the very least. Um people literally move down here for the fitness community. Like that's literally what they come down for how I'm here for. Like I see it on a daily basis. Like people are moving down from state to state. People come down here all the time. We literally had a kid from Thai uh no 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 from uh North no, not North Korea, South Korea. Oh, shit, I was going to no, say North, <laughs> no, no. it's even better. It's even better me. story. <laughs> this he, kid, you understand what he did to get here? He risked his life. <laughs> uh, this kid from South Korea literally spent a month training at my gym because he wanted to be around like high level lifters. Like he literally spent a month in our gym from South Korea. That was his only goal. Like That's crazy. We, yeah, we've had kids from Turkey. We've had kids from like everywhere come down. Um we want to be a part of what we have over here. And I'm going to say something that probably people I'm not sure if they're going to like, but um, the way that we train at our gym is very unique. Um, a lot, a lot of, a lot of people have made fun of the fact that like I can't afford AC and, and I can't afford a water fountain. Um, for those of you guys listening, corrupted strength is, it's a tough place to train. It's a tough place to train. There's no, there's no central AC. Um, we don't have running water for, um, um we don't have like water we don't have water fountains we have water bottles inside or whatever but um all of that's like it's it's kind of by design i don't want to make like a comfortable place for people to train because now what's going to happen is that we have people that are they want to be there and the fact they want to be there elicits this type of just energy that when they come in it's like no bullshit we get after it we don't talk the pace is fast as fuck like when when people come and train with us they're like Oh, God damn. Y'all motherfuckers move fast, man. Like y'all are still going like X, Y, and Z. 
Um, we're very hype. We're very like, we encourage each other. Cause once again, you're training in a very intense environment. So you need that encouragement to keep going. Um, everyone's dialed and focused. If you're not talking about the training session, then you're slowing us the fuck down. Um, so yeah, we just have a very unique training environment. And I think that's what draws certain people in. Um, yeah, I just think that that kind of lends itself to kind of building the community that we currently have. And I love it. Like, I, I, I love the route that we took. I'm glad that we didn't like succumb to like people saying we should get like fucking AC, like little things like that. Um, people don't realize that that's what I want. I like training in that shit. I feel uncomfortable when I train in fucking AC and water everywhere. Like, I feel like I'm just not pushing myself hard enough. And I know that's going to be made fun of, but there's just like this certain type of environment and, and, and bonding that we get when we're like, Woo, man, that training session was hard as fuck, but we got through it together. So there's like elements to that that people like. And I, and I like that there's people down here now that kind of vibe with that. You're like, I, I got I got a running fountain in air conditioning. <laughs> I feel like I'm, you guys are a bunch of pussies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. I mean, and Houston is hot as fuck. I'm located. Oh, in yeah. Houston. Oh, my God, man. There's. Don't get me wrong. There's some days I'll be like, "God damn, this shit's hot as a motherfucker, man." <laughs> but you're like, you're like, it gets one degree hotter. I'm on the phone for fucking AC. I'm like, "How much is that down here?" Yeah, man, it's <laughs> um, it's it's hot as fuck. But like I said, man, like when you have, there's days I'll come in, and I'm just trying to, I'm I'm just trying to get through the workout, man. It's hot as fuck. Um, I'm sweating a lot. We have people, and it's not even like a strength thing. Like, not everyone is like fucking world class lifters. Like, some people just just fucking get after it. Shout out to my boy Jay. Jay comes in. Jay, look at me. He just, come on, baby, come on. This is what you. This is your effort today. This is what you got today. And I'll be like, yeah, fuck. Like, it, it annoys me because I'm like, bro, not today, man. Come on, bro. Like, it's hot. Like, I'm not trying to. It's like, come on, baby. This. is I thought you was, I thought you were supposed to be the world champion. I thought you were supposed to be like, da, da, da. I'm like, fuck. So then it, it just starts picking up. And then like, all of a sudden, boom, I'm training with attention. I'm training with purpose and I have a great workout. Like to give you more insight, bro, I'll wake up. I got a text in my phone. Well, Jay, once again, I got a text in my phone. It's just a picture of Kobe like this leaning <laughs> over, staring. And he's like, just texting you to know what time I'm on today. Either you shut, like, just, just letting you know what I'm on today. I don't know what you got going on, but this is what I got going on. I'm finna be at the gym at 10. And I'm sitting there, what the fuck am I supposed to do with that? I'm gonna come into the gym pussyfooting. I'm gonna yeah. come into the gym talking about it's hot in here. Like, nah, bro, I yeah. gotta come to the gym with some energy. So I'm very thankful for the for the community that we have at Corrupted. Um, how did you, so how for, how did uh, Cranin end up, did she just end up like, oh, signing up? Or, yeah, how did no, this happen? So yeah. She's like a freaking superstar now. And now she's like, your crew, dude, you guys have like a crew crew though. Yeah, like yeah. it is. What, yeah. How did, you, yes. did you remember <laughs> when you started this gym? So I remember you starting this gym yeah. and what it's developed, dude, so quickly. This is yeah. crazy. No, it's fun. So I think, um, so so she came down um, and we signed her as an athlete for the better brand at, or at the time, the GBT brand. And um, she was kind of doing powerlifting, but like, kind of not and um i was like yo you got you got potential like you're pretty strong um you should look into uh getting a good coach and uh you know shit building something like like do you want to do powerlifting she was like yeah so i linked her with joey and i mean she just kind of took off from there uh yeah like literally it 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 happened so fast but 
that's that's a lot of the people out of our gym. We have this other kid named Dylan, um, uh, Black Kratos. I think you've reposted him once or twice. Yes. He's like yeah. he's like ni- he's like twenty, maybe nineteen twenty, and he's squatting like seven seventy seven. Like yeah, yeah. It's just like shit like that, man. It's just Mags, a young kid. Yeah, Mags just moved here like maybe two, three, four months ago, or however long ago that was. It's all blur at this point. But he just moved down here. He's been a great addition too. Like he's just adopted kind of like our mentality he comes in and he's he's just always thankful he's always like in a good mood he's like he's like man i'm just ready to fucking work man i'm just ready to fucking work that's what he always says so um yeah it's 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 really cool to just have people move down here and they just immediately adopt what we do at corrupted it's like you guys have like a, a, a one social media person there that helps pump content out for people taking clips and whatnot or like how does it work because yeah, you guys are, are <laughs> yeah you guys man. Are killing it yeah, that's another thing. Um, we have a, but once again, Houston is like the fitness hub of America. So like, that's like with everything, content creators, like literally not not like content creators themselves, but I'm talking about people that want to create that content for the for the creators. So we have like, I shit you not, we have like six, maybe even ten videographers in the gym. Like, not not like they're hired from the gym, but like they're just there. They're there mm. looking for opportunity. They're they're look they're there looking to um expand their craft because we have Duhan, which is like the main guy. Um, he's my personal videographer as well. He's the brand's videographer, and uh, people want to come down and like learn from him and like understand like how to make their videos better. Like there's this kid Ben Holland, he or Holland. He literally moved, not moved, but he came down for a month from I think South Dakota, North Dakota, just to expand his portfolio video wise hmm. so like that's why everything looks the way it does because like literally we have like people moving down here whether it be um influencers or videographers themselves wanting to like expand their portfolio and just like build and grow so i mean that kid came down here for like a month and was just like fucking work. he would show up at the gym at like eight in the morning and be there until like 5 p.m if not later Damn. taking pictures shooting people just shooting people he would literally just come up to me and say, hey, bro, you mind if I get some pictures? I'm like, literally, anytime you see me, just do whatever you want. And he created some dope shit that I posted myself. So that's that's literally the environment we have. And like, I encourage people to come through and it's like, just see how we train. And then just like, just be honest, take out your hate for us or take out anything and like really ask yourself, do, do y'all do this? Like, do y'all do this at your gym or do you guys do this over here? And it's like, there's just a, a certain level of intensity and purpose that we come in and to train with, whether we're world champions or we're like local level lifters, whatever. Um, we just come in with a purpose and we come in with an intensity. And you just don't really see that a lot of times in a lot of different powerlifting gyms, in my personal opinion. I know, I already know how this is going to go. People are going to be like, this month, he thinks he's the hardest worker in the room. Yes, I do, actually. <laughs> right. So, yeah. Uh- yeah. Do you get a lot of people coming in from like different, you know, from all over the world? Just be like, I'm coming in. Yeah, I, I want to. Yeah, that's another thing I'm thankful, uh, thankful for too. Like, whenever I post, uh, for the people that follow me or don't follow me, I'll usually post like just, just like a casual like, uh, like I'm showing people like who's in the gym. It's more so just me being thankful because, like. I understand we're a warehouse garage gym with no AC and no like running water for um, water fountains. And you chose to come down here to train and like kind of 
in a sense, suffer with us. Like you, you came here to do that. And a lot of these people are from like around the world, like not just like different states. Like we literally have people come from like Australia, um, Great Britain, Japan. Like we've had all people from everywhere. And it's more so just like, I sit back and I'm like, fuck, man, I don't know how this happened, but I'm just thankful that, you know, I have a gym that people use it as a destination to say like, I went to so-and-so's gym to go train. Like, like I mentioned that kid from Turkey, like he literally mm. came down here for like, I think half the month or the full month and was literally incorrupted training because he wanted to learn from Jamal. He wanted to learn from Weez. He wanted to learn from Max. He wanted to learn from me. He wanted to learn from like everybody. And like, it's so, it's just so dope. And I'm super thankful for shit like that. Crazy what you created, man. Yeah. And this is, it hasn't been that long. Like yeah, I can remember right. you coming on the podcast talking about starting it. And yeah. Craig, here we are. Yeah. And you got like the whole brand and everything you've done with the brand. You got all these athletes and so yeah. it, you, you never know who's going to walk through the door and then all of a sudden be part of your crew and be part of your life. Yeah. 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 And that's how it's been, man. Like, like I said, like Mags came down here to visit and like within two to three days, he's like, oh no, I'm moving down here. Like I'm like, I have Weez. Weez yeah. was only supposed to be down for a summer and he hasn't been back since. His parents yeah. are still looking for him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not dead ass, man. Like yeah. that's literally how it goes. Like people are like, we have another person. Like, uh, I don't want to blow her spot up, but no, she, she, she's been frequenting corrupted. And she's like, no, nah, like I want to, I'm moving down here now. Like it happens all the time. Like literally people come down here just for visiting and they're like, I don't want to leave and I don't want to go back home. Like, I want to stay here and I want to build with you guys. And that happens a lot. And that, like, once again, I'm thankful. Like that Ben kid, he was here for a month and he's like, no, 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 no. Like, I'm coming back. Like, I'm like, all right, bro. Like, it was nice having you down here. Um, I appreciate you coming in and working hard, bro. Like, I, I really like your work ethic and, you know, good good luck to you and your journey. He's like, no, bro, I'm, I'm coming back. Like, you'll see me soon. Like, one way or not, I'm coming back to stay down here in Houston. Dude, if I'm in Houston, I got to swing by. I no, you have, bro. Through. I'm telling you right now. For I sure, so I yeah, I'd be so excited if you came down for a session, just like oh just to see, just to see how it really is. Yeah. And I want you to go back, like I want you to go back and take that and like literally like evaluate other gyms. Like, damn, I don't, I don't know if I see that. Only, per, only couple people I see that that do shit like that is uh, TSS out in San Antonio with Jesus, uh, Mikey, Paps, and uh, Ashton. Now, like they get after. It. They're they're really good at that. Um, and then um, I've never been in those sessions, but the French look like they get after. Yeah. Remember during COVID when they were like had that group yeah. going? Yeah, they look like they were getting after it. So they'll I, get, I, yeah, they get after it. Yeah. It's different though because they're all like different sides humans. Like the fellas you just said from San Antonio are all the large gentlemen. Those yeah. are those are the big boys. Those are the yeah. biggest of the big boys. Um, and then you guys, and then the French are like more the women, and Penn is sixty six, so it's almost like. Bang, bang, boom, different weight size humans. But yeah, they'll every now and then you get spots of people who get after it. If you get the right environment, man, oh, it man. changes everything. For example, one of our um one of our core guys, he was uh he was contemplating quitting powerlifting. Um, and we were out in Miami at a different gym. And one of the things I told the team was like, when we go to Miami, I want y'all to I want y'all to bring that same type of energy that we bring at corrupted to that other gym and like we had a phenomenal session. Like, it was, like, just a phenomenal session, which was, like, I mean, we do that every single session, damn near. Um, And literally, I shit you not, I'm not trying to be funny. Like, the whole gym kind of stopped. And, like, whether they're making, like, they were literally just watching, like, 
damn, like, what the, f- like, do they do this all the time? Like, there's no way their energy is this high all the time. Mind you, we just got off a flight and we had lunch somewhere and then we went to go train. And I'm like, nah, like, let's get after it. We're in a different fucking gym. Let's, let's like, let's get the energy going. Like, we're, we're here. Let's work. And it was fun to see the other powerlifters in that gym, like, literally, like, they're like, what the fuck? And like, we got down with our session, like, 29 minutes. And like, this other kid, yeah, this other kid didn't even get to his top set by the time we finished. And I'm like, yeah, man, that's, this is how we train. Like, this is what we do. So, you walk by that kid and you're like, enjoy your fucking water fountain. <laughs> <laughs> fucking pussy. Yeah, no, but I was almost like, I'm kind of, I'm kind of a sicko when I train because like, this is like a tip for people that find, that find it hard to have like uh motivation through the workouts. I like to like pick at one thing in the gym as I'm training. So for example, there's been a training session where like all the combo racks were taken and please for the, for the people that go to my gym, I will gladly lift anywhere else if you guys are able to have the combo racks like i will sacrifice my training for y'all so don't take this the wrong way but i just like i was like damn all these motherfuckers took the combo racks so i hate this shit man but i'm like doing that on purpose because i didn't want to train for the day like i just didn't feel like training that day but then i'm getting more worked up i'm getting more worked up i'm like nah man like what the fuck like not genuinely but like in my head i'm like nah man like damn now i gotta use the fucking um i gotta use the rig Man, this is some bullshit. Da da da. X Y and Z. And then my session was phenomenal. It was great. And then like, but I wasn't genuinely mad at them. But I was like, see, like, find things to pick at mentally, and it makes you feel like you're present in the workout. So when we're in Miami, I don't even know this kid, but like, he was just, he was just taking his time on squat. And I told myself, huh, I wonder if I could, because we started way later than he did, and I was like. I want to finish my fucking workout before this kid like finishes his. And there's no like there's nothing to win about that, but in my head yeah. it helped me with the session. I had an extremely bad headache and I did not want to be there. I wanted to go home. I was literally excited that I was going to go home and go to sleep, but then I I made that the point of emphasis for the workout. I was like finish before that fucking kid. And I ended up pulling 771. Like oh that, shit. Yeah, that was I posted on Instagram, but that that was really yeah. the story of my session. So when you guys move, I seen those videos, um, you guys like show up at a gym, by the way, that gym, was it like you guys are ahead of time going to make an appearance there or. So, so we, we just touched down. And uh, so we had an event Saturday we came in Thursday and we just wanted to train there um, one day before the event. And that's where we went to go train. So like we brought the whole team there and we, we worked out. So this gym, so you didn't like this, the event wasn't with this gym. No, that no, it was owned... no. So the event was with this gym. Oh, okay, okay. Oh, yeah, gotcha, yeah, yeah, gotcha, yeah. Gotcha. So it was with this gym. I was going to say, that local gym would have been like, oh, hell yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but they, <laughs> like, yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't the day of the event. It was like the Thursday before the event. So oh, we were just gotcha. there. Yeah, we were just there. We pulled up and it's like, hey, we, we just want to work out before like Saturday or whatever. Uh, so we trained there. Um, and yeah, like a lot of those kids, like we're just like, they're like what the fuck? Like, why are they training? Like, it's almost like why are they training like this type of shit? It must be crazy. Like this is your life. It's like a freaking a band that flies <laughs> in on tour and is like, well, yeah. all right, let's let's rip up shop. And you yeah. just touch down and and so you guys just show up as like the better brand essentially. Like they brought yeah. the better brand over, and then you guys did your thing. Like, yeah. So do the yeah. How yeah, does this, this work. 
<laughs> yeah, no. So for the for the event, it was more so just like um, I just wanted to go to Miami and just kind of like celebrate a little bit, just kind of like blow some steam off for a lot of the people that are with the company. Um, mm. It was almost like a morale booster type of situation. It was almost like having our cake and eating it too. Um, so mm. I decided to just kind of like have a pop up, um, not a pop up, sorry, meet up, a gym meet up. Cause we're going to be in Miami celebrating anyways, might as well just like, you know, do a company event as well. Um, so yeah, we had, we had people come to the gym um, and meet some of the people that uh, are with the company. Dude, it's, it's crazy because first off, like, yeah, every company does those kind of things. So it's cool that you guys do it too. Where you're yeah. like, all right, we're doing a company, bring us all together, et cetera. But also it becomes like digital con content creation and like people yeah. are like, it turns into a fan thing. Like I'm, I'm in Canada, man. I'm way yeah, up yeah. in Canada, just South of Toronto. And I'm watching this, like what is going on right now? Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. and I see all these videos and you, all these fans are taking pictures with you guys. And, uh, Brandon yeah. and Steph had that one picture together, which is like an, like immediately an iconic pick. I like, as soon as I saw it, I'm like, I'm going to share this. Yeah. I saw two it. It, that was such a good picture. Cause there's two generations of lifters like Steffi, you remember Steffi, but yeah, of course, training might not even have been around. I don't yeah, know she, she even... <laughs> well, yeah, she doesn't know the significance know. of Steffi, yeah. Steffi. Like, you know, like you learn after the fact, but for us, like guys like me and you to see like her, who's killing it, Cranin who's killing it. And then mm -hmm. Steffi, who was like 2019, the queen and them together in that pick, you know, it, it was such in such a cool pick, and Steffi looks so much smaller than her. It looks, it's an amazing pick, man. Yeah. And um, the just having these opportunities, and and did Steffi know you guys are going to be there? How did that happen? No, no. So that was like, I think they had like a photo shoot prior or something. That's where oh, that okay. pick came from. Yeah, yeah. I think because they're both signed with Gymshark. Um, mm. yeah. I think I don't think Steffi lives in Miami anymore, but um, yeah, I think that picture was just like a Gymshark photo shoot where. Um, the camera. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, it's it's just it's just a great, it's a good thing to like when you pop up in these in these cities like that, and yeah. it just turns into something. Yeah, we need to go to Toronto, man. We need dog. To go. Cities are you really got good. you got to tell me if you do. Um, I mean, we got people floating around up here too, but wherever you end up, even and I'm close enough to like East Coast, um, like U.S. as well. Like I'm I'm a mm. road trip away from the East Coast U.S. as well. And then frick man, if you guys you I'll be there at PA Nats, obviously. Yeah. I'll be doing that stream. We'll we'll all link up. And then um worlds and freaking God knows, man. We'll we'll got plenty of opportunities. But I definitely, definitely, definitely need to end up at Corrupted Strength at some point. I'll have a two-four Gatorade because I ain't built like that. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have a cheesy fan of an office fan. Be like, well, who is this fucking off Mr. Office space over here? I'll yeah, have yeah, fan yeah. Nah, but um dude it'd be amazing um also the podcast mm -hmm. how did how did it end up coming about what's the what's the plans with the podcast i don't know when i first started man this thing has gone through so many renditions i had so many i've had so many different co-hosts i've had yeah. i mean you know you've been around yeah, yeah. <laughs> you've how many different people have you sat yeah, down with doing yeah, yeah. this but um tell me about that wanting to start it out the vision huh? initially how it might end up because yeah. certain things change and yeah i mean so i've always been a fan of podcasting like in general um i've been listening to podcasts since like 2012 basically like when it was when podcasting in general was new yeah i, I love podcasts i love listening to people talk 
I love hearing people's takes. I'm very, um, I'm a very opinionated person. So I like to almost like debate and hear shit. Um, so, um, I've always in the back of my head wanted to start a podcast. Cause I, I'm, I think I'm pretty good at conversation. Um, so I finally just got around to actually doing it. So once again, another person moved down to Houston, um, and he's just trying to find, he was trying to find his way, like in, in this ecosystem. And I was like, Hey, I, I would like to start a podcast. We have our hands on a lot of different things. Um, so like, I literally can't devote the time to like actually getting the equipment, setting everything up, making sure everything's scheduled out and like all that kind of shit. Um, if you want to take that up, I'd gladly be a part of that. Like, I really want to do that. So here's all I want to do. He took it upon himself and he literally created the podcast for me in a sense. Holy uh, so shit. yeah. So he got, he basically got the logo done. He set up the YouTube channel. He set up all the Spotify accounts. He got all the equipment. Um, and I literally just, yeah, I just paid for everything. And then it's just like, Hey, like we're shooting here, show up here. Um, and then all I have to take care of is like, who would I want to talk to for the week? And what do I want to talk about? Um, so that's how it came about. Like actually, because I've, I've been wanting to do a podcast by myself for a minute now. I've been a part of, um, two podcasts or one podcast. I had, a, I, I had remember- one of- Two, two. I, I know. I know. So you, because you were with Nori Hack Joey. That oh was yeah, that was like a move. weird. That was like every. That was a weird one. Yeah, it would be like <laughs> that was so long ago. Yeah, but yeah, it, was, it would be like every so often when like enough topics would come up, and I think we did like maybe one or two episodes. Um, yeah. Then I had one with my with like my real life friends. Um, yeah. That we just could not keep going because you know conflicting schedules and just like emotions and stupid shit. Uh, so we ended up like having to, to stop doing that. But, um, this one is a lot more sustainable because it's just me and the person mm. that, that films all the content. So yeah, I love, I love it. It's actually my most favorite thing to do podcasting. So do you envision, because you have guests on, you have, you have, so, yeah. Like, what, what do you, what do you think in terms of, um, yeah. cause this thing can podcast can mold over time. All of them. Sure. Do, right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So what did you set out when you first started? Was the what was the idea? Was it solo talking about topics, et cetera? And then or do you be like, I like having discussions as well? And yeah. So at first, when I first started, the idea was I have a long form uh platform to get my shit off. So like if there's things I want to talk about, uh current events or things that are happening to me or things that are happening in the community, I could just sit down and talk about it. Right. So I'm thinking like just gonna be me talking. Did that for an episode. It wasn't it wasn't hard. I could rift and like um go off topic for a decent amount to like create enough content to put out in a podcast. Um, but I noticed I was like, that's work. Like I have to like mm. I have to give a lot of brain power for that type of shit. And it's kind of hard because I'm not sure if you could be the best authentic version of yourself when you're doing that. Uh and then I had a, I had a couple of guests. And they're really good. And I'm like, damn, like these are really good conversations. As long as I'm there, I feel like the conversation is going to be good. I know how to like, kind of like ask certain questions that'll get people's brains going a little bit here and there. So I was like, okay, we'll, we'll do, we'll do um, a guest format, but I don't want to have guests and ask them like super generic questions because I feel like the podcast in the fitness space is very surface level. It's like, okay, so what motivates you? What, like, well, how do you keep going? And like, you know, shit like that. I'm like, I'm not trying to ask people questions like that. I'm trying to ask these people questions that do not pertain to the fitness industry. So I, we get to know them as individuals and human beings and like get their takes on current events that they would never put out themselves. Uh, 
so yeah, we're, we're kind of like in that realm right now. Um, I don't really see it changing. I just want to make sure I'm doing my job of like keeping it interesting and not asking the most generic and basic questions. And I want to make sure the guests are uh, interesting as well. So it's, there's a bit of an art for conversation for sure. Oh yeah. And right. And I've developed over years, like I'm, I'm way better now than I did when I first started, but um, it, it, because when I first started, I feel like I was question, answer, question, answer, came in with predetermined questions, but this is just like, because I was yep. nervous, man. And there yep. wasn't like a lot of like podcasts. There was podcasts, but like in our community, initially we're talking like 2016, 17, you remember, because you were on those, but mm. it, it was like super early days for powerlifting to be doing stuff like this. But now you get more and more used to it. Conversation, you just actively listen. And then you yep. can have follow up questions and, and go to places. But so it, it kind of depends, but there is different versions of, of podcasts. Like I do listen to some podcasts like who that aren't powerlifting and it's kind of more get to the point and then other ones that are more conversational back and forth. Let's see yeah. where we go with this. I'm not sure yeah. where we're going to end up going with That's this. That's where I'm more so at. It's like more so conversational because like I'll have a list of questions that I would like to ask as well. Um, and sometimes I just don't even get to them because the conversation doesn't flow in that direction. Um, but then also too, like I'm listening and thinking like, First of all, I have to listen so I understand where they're coming from, and then also listen to pivot to the next point of conversation. Because I'm sure you know, like when you're podcasting, you're always thinking, like, "I right, we got about like maybe like another couple of minutes on this topic before like it kind of dies out." I need to think about the pivot so there's not like that awkward, like kind of like you don't want those like awkward transitions of like, "All right, cool, cool." Okay, so another question is, <laughs> you want it? Me personally, I just want it to be kind of like seamless. So like I'm always cognizant of like don't let conversation die, more so just shift the topic if that makes sense. So like I'm always listening, I'm always like thinking, okay, I really wanted to ask him this question, but the conversation isn't really flowing there. Where could I pivot from here so I could then go take it from here and then move it down here? So it's almost like you're playing chess while you're listening, um, but as you keep doing it over and over again, like it becomes a lot more natural. It's it, it's funny, and you're you're 100 right. There is. It's a conversation, but there is also at times a duty or chores to be done as the host yeah. where you have to keep things flowing. And I often come in with like, like a list of like topics where it's like, okay, I want to try to hit these because I know coming in, I'm interested in these. And mm -hmm. I know coming in, like these are relevant. And if people are to listen to this, knowing Russ is coming on the podcast and they leave listening for freaking whatever hour and a half two hours and they're like dude you didn't even ask him what weight class or dude you didn't even there's certain things where i'm like you have to touch on a few things otherwise people are like dude how yeah, the fuck yeah, do you yeah. have taylor atwood you had taylor atwood <laughs> on but you don't ask him about perk going for his record or yeah, yeah. how do you do this like there's certain things i know so i do have those but i'm very much the guy that let the conversation go where it's going, pay attention to what they're saying and be like, that's interesting. Let me follow up question with this. And um, so it it improves in terms of the act of listening. But it is, at the same point, you do got to keep things moving as well. You don't want to stay on the same topic over and over. But yeah. it, it's, it's in, the, the podcasts themselves do evolve over time. And I'm learning that. Might, <laughs> 100%. And that's good. That's a good thing. And that's good for your listeners as well. They want to yeah. hear things move. Sometimes you have segments. Mm -hmm. come and go and the segments don't have to always stay sometimes like certain topics like i'm powerlifting but people come on and we talk about 
I've I've had people come on and talk about like all types of stuff with their background. Yeah. Has yeah. nothing to do with powerlifting at all. And people like leave like holy shit, I had no idea Taylor came from this background. I had no idea yeah. Keiko went through this. And it it's just crazy what some of yeah. them are like. Have you experienced yet a couple of moments like that? Or is it not yet where uh, it took me a while? Mm. I still I could tell you right now, I still remember the I had so many podcasts where it was just regular talk. And in the first, and, and it's always, I would shoot him a DM for a little while ahead of time and be like, what do you want to talk about? Give me a little bit of background. Is there certain questions you think I should ask you that'll yeah. open up a good discussion? And I remember um, Cece Holcomb told me, ask me why I started powerlifting. And I was like, mm. that's like a generic, like I was going to ask you anyways, but cool. Thank you. So we start talking and it's the first time this happened, Russ, this shit's going to start happening to you at some point, whether you're ready for it or not, you're going to go to certain places. Yeah. And I've done so many podcast episodes before this, I'm doing this one solo. And I'm like, how, how did you get into powerlifting? And she says, when I was 13, I was held down and brutally raped. And I yeah. swore no man would ever overpower me like that again. So I started lifting weights. And if you, I don't know if you remember CC, but she at one point had the overall Wilkes and the untested. Yeah, I remember her. Dog, crazy Jack, crazy the whole yeah. night. And yeah. drop that on me while looking me in the eyes. And I wasn't, I was not ready, sir. Yeah. But I did the best. I did my best, but I was not ready. And conversation in normal life, this is what I mean in terms of normal life conversation is one thing podcast conversations some people are ready and since that conversation i've had several women come on talking about molestation when they're young suicide mm. um ideation uh eating disorders because they didn't have control over certain aspects of their life so they had a hyper focus on the control of their food sophia ellis is on here molested as a kid developed an eating disorder almost died in the hospital and like, this is someone I know, dog. This is mm. someone I knew at Worlds. I see at Worlds every single year. I talk to her in the DMs. Mm. And um, her going through her story, like, man, it was like, it's tough. Even right now, I talk about it. It's like, yeah. there are moments where it impacts you like crazy. But you yeah. all, in when you first, in, this isn't normal life conversation you would have on a regular basis. No, 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 no. So you're not used to it initially. And then you start realizing if you can fit into certain rules and hang in there, and understand when it's okay to have uncomfortable pauses. There are times mm -hmm. when Keiko was trying to Keiko was trying to tell a story. He had a friend who was shot and killed. Um, a family member committed suicide, and he stopped, took mm -hmm. off his glasses, and was like this, and felt like it lasted forever. And people listening, I had some people in the background for Kingless message me and said, "You know when you hung in there and you just let it stand mm -hmm. with him." Let's let pause. And then he came back to, he's like, that's, that's what you do. He's like, you handle that right. Where I didn't initially, this is tough because most people you don't handle, you don't come into contact with this Yeah, and you are actually in on a show. Now you are doing a show now and people will come on and it won't be like a normal conversation. They will tell their story sometimes and things will go to certain places. And, um, 
maybe i don't know like we'll see how the show develops right like yeah. flagrant they're gonna all have fun and it's not going yeah. to be that vibe. Oh, you watch flagrant? Vibe. i love it dog i love okay, it okay yeah i watch that shit come too. on right, so andrew shows is part of i don't know if you listen to the brilliant idiots um that's yes, i do charlamagne that's my, bro that's my favorite part i was literally halfway done with yesterday's episode that's the podcast that i've listened to since 2012 or like 2011 really? oh yeah dude they're amazing yeah. Yeah, they're really yeah. good. Um, I listen to them every Thursday and Friday, or th- like Thursday and Friday ish. Um, but yeah, I had I had a moment like that, and I had one moment like that. I don't know, like what people just want to get their shit off on the podcast sometimes, because like like it, sometimes you know the people too, and it's like mm. you've never heard that story, and then it comes out, so you just kind of like, I just yeah, I, I'd be shocked, like genuinely shocked. I'm like. Oh, like are you being serious right now? Like I like I like you being real? Like, oh, I was like, oh wow, okay. I wasn't prepared for that. So like thank you for sharing. That's really brave of you for sharing or whatever. Um, but yeah, I, I had one moment like that, but that's good advice. Definitely like just kind of like let it let it settle and like let them do their thing. Um, because sometimes like you you want to fill that dead space because you just want it to be always conversation seamlessly going. But at certain times, there is there is time for for you to pull back and just kind of like hear the person out and let it sit. Um, in in real life conversation, if me and you were talking, like if if you exactly like you said, there'll be somebody that you've known for years. Mm-hmm. If you know someone for years, you will console them. You will have advice for them. You yeah. will. It's different, especially mm-hmm. if it's one of your boys. Like I remember, I've known Taylor for years. Taylor came on. This is Taylor Atwood, man, and and he for the first time ever dropped the i'm the best i'm i'm the goat i'm whatever which he usually comes on drop sound bites like that mm-hmm. he came on and talked about he grew up in a trailer parents um you know were dealing with substance abuse mm-hmm. and like a, a lot of tough stuff his his it it was crazy and at one point he's like so i had to deal with that shit and he looked away and his top lip boom 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 started moving and i'm like fuck yeah. And if that's my boy and we're face to face, I would be like on him. Like I would be like, dog, listen to me, man. And I'd be like talking to him. But in, in, in this moment, you have to, it's different. You have to let them tell their story and you're because that they want, they're there for it. They're ready. And mm-hmm. some kid is going to be listening to this shit. Like Taylor Atwood, some Taylor said, he's like, I would stay home after I was in sports all throughout, not because like he's a phenomenal athlete, but he at times was afraid to go home. Mm. That's some scary shit. Like, 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 and the, and the coach would be like, why aren't you going home? Or maybe you don't have a parent who's sober to pick you up. And this is shit that he's like, and you're ashamed of letting anybody else know. So you make up an excuse. Yeah. And, and it's shit that, um, and then like, and so anyways, Taylor's saying the story and you realize some kid, somebody's going to be hearing that shit yeah. and it's going to mean everything for them, man. It just impacts you. It's just a story that impacts you. I love reading autobiographies and biographies, et cetera, of athletes. Yeah. And that's happening right there. So at certain points, you know, you just let them. And I've had co's before. And when they're in the moment, in those moments, stay there. There's more there. Nobody tells you at all in the first go right there. Ask you don't move on from that. I've had co's before years past where this is starting to happen. And the co like asks a follow-up question, but it's not, it's off target. And I'm like, my friend. Yeah. 
this person just dropped like what the brain they, they just went to a place they brought it up themselves huh mm-hmm. they want to talk about it you're uncomfortable i get it chill yeah we're yeah. gonna talk and you stay in the pocket you fucking hang in the pocket and you do the appropriate follow-up you have to be that's when you're on point with your follow-ups yeah and you could be you could say like you you give them i don't know it's 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 a whole nother level man and you get some beautiful conversations yeah podcasting is about just mastering um social cues and understanding of just general conversation like there's other podcasters that manipulate those social cues like you know those like do you know like funny marco like it's like this black guy that like gives the most awkward interviews like he'll literally pause like it's like it's just me, me and you like this like so, so you like powerlifting? Why you like powerlifting? Because you like being around, being around a bunch of men, and it's like what? And it's like what? Like it's just weird, weird things. Yeah, Drake just did this weird interview with this girl. Like her niche is just kind of like I don't even know what her niche is. It's just weird, right? Like you're just playing on like social awkwardness, and it's like you almost like play into those uncomfortable pause moments in a podcast, but it makes it like entertaining. You check it out. Like there's some funny clips on TikTok that like makes you rethink. Like it's almost like a uh, sticks. They have like little awkward sticks that make their podcast entertaining to watch or listen to. I I like at times, man. I see shit like that, like brilliant brilliant idiots flag right, and I'm like, fuck, I kind of want to do some shit like that. But I can't yeah. do king. You can't rebrand like king. Kingless is what it is. Yeah, yeah. Like, and, and I love some of the moments I've had where we go deep with some of these background stories. So mm. you almost got to have like two different podcasts. You yeah. almost have to like, like stick to, because when people come on certain podcasts, they're expecting certain vibes. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Like I was thinking about introducing some type of segments, like, like segments, like no matter what podcast I'm doing, I'm gonna hit them. Mm. And it's like, those segments would be fun to hit with like guests that would never be hit with those type of segments if that makes sense like they wouldn't be put in those mm, yeah so like i'm i'm trying to find something that i could do like i think brilliant idiots does shit you won't care about next week like 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 really shit you really won't care about next week they'll just talk about shit and give quick hot takes about those things so um i'm just trying to find something i could do in that realm that will uh be interesting but yeah i love podcasts man that's all i listen i don't listen to music when i'm chilling either like it's all podcasts <laughs> chael sonin brilliant idiots um, the Breakfast Club, Flagrant, uh, Joe Rogan when he has a guest that I'm intrigued, uh, interested in, um, anything, bro, like sports, just talking, people talking. I love it. Same. I yeah. almost like don't like like I love it. I love hearing the conversation. I love and you're learning about the person or whatever. It, it's it's good, man. I in in segments are good. Sometimes I do the name game and it's just to instigate conversation. Basically, yeah, yeah, yeah. is like that's what I I'm trying. That- that one, that one for me caused the problem. <laughs> Did it really? Oh, no, not shit. really. I mean, no, no, not really. That was I decided to do that. That's so it was funny. Right, right, right. Yeah. Well, that's that's the thing I tell people is um because Eric Helms makes fun of me. He's like, as if the name game isn't there to to instigate. I'm like, dog, <laughs> it's literally just if someone someone has an opportunity, if they want to go the spicy route, they go the spicy route. If yeah. they don't, they say less. I've had certain people be like, no comment. I'm like, all right, fair enough. Yeah, I'm not gonna press. It is what yeah. it is. Yeah, like I think Charlamagne said it best. It's like I'm gonna ask the question. Like you can say no comment or I don't want to answer, and I'll respect it. Like, but right, right, that's I'm, it. Yeah, sometimes you'll receive a question and they just want to take it and like you know go crazy with it. I don't put um one thing I won't do is put someone on the spot and then like 
I, I don't do I gotcha questions. Like yeah. some people do that shit. I'm never going to do that to somebody. Someone gives me their time. I'm not going to pull some shit like that on somebody or like where I, whatever. And, um, and if someone's steering away from something, I'll be like, it's all good. I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll take your cue. I'll take your cue. We don't got to go there. And that yeah. happens. And I respect it. It is what it is. Right. It's funny too, but, because I mean, yeah, just adding on to that, like, you also want to make them feel comfortable because I've been on podcasts where like, I just feel comfortable and like something might slip out and not that I'm trying to get you, but it's like, I feel like you, you get the best version of that person where they feel safe and feel comfortable and feel like I'm not trying to get you, but I'm also trying to make you comfortable to a point where like, yo, it's, it's okay to talk about it. If you want to talk about it, like we could, we can talk yeah, about yeah. it. So it's, it's funny. You got to play that game a little bit, but I also don't want to put someone in a position because some people will start going down a route. I'm like, I'm like, yo, 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 <laughs> yo, this is not going to be good for you. And it's not good for he's, you. he's like, so, so anyways, my take on Israel and Palestine, I'm like, holy yeah. shit. <laughs> One time we were about to start talking about um, trans athletes and I was like, nope, nope, nope. Yeah, nope. Like, we're all good. I got sponsors. Yeah. I was Thank like, you. we're good. I, I don't even want to, I don't even want to get into that. I don't want to disrespect nobody. I don't want to get into anything wrong. Like, let's literally just, nope, nope, nope. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've, uh, yeah, exactly. I've been in all types of situations over the years like that too. It is, it's also different for me. Well, sometimes like when we're talking, like we're talking right now, this is just straight up talking anyways. It doesn't really matter who's hosting, who's guest, who's whatever. And I get in that, that type of flow too. But do you find it's different when you're a host or you're the guest? Because sometimes, I don't know if this is, I've gone, I've been the guest on other people's podcasts. But huh? ended up like asking questions yeah. and started yeah. talking. And I'm like, what am I doing? Am I just being yeah. what am I just more comfortable this way? Or yeah, no, or what? The, I don't know. Those are the best guests because the conversation can never die. Like, I'm sure we could do this for the next two hours. Like, we, yeah, we man, I know. So, like, yeah, what I've had, so like with uh with Max Tuning, right? Max Tuning has his own podcast. I did a podcast with him. Um, he ended up asking me questions. I'm like, oh, this is great. Like, we could just bounce off each other. You ask me a question. And it's gonna it's gonna spark something in your brain. And then you and then like you're gonna ask me another question, or I'm gonna ask you a question. It's it's just back and forth, and that's just a good conversation. Um, same thing with Jeff Nippert. I had Jeff Nippert on um, our last episode, and like he does enough social media. I'm sure he's been interviewed. I don't think he has his own podcast, but he's intelligent enough and smart enough, and he's been in these talking uh, engagements enough to like. Okay, now he's gonna ask me questions. He's like, so what do you mm. think about? This? I'm like I'm like, all right, perfect, bro. Like. Let's let's keep bouncing off each other. So like, yeah, for sure. Like on other people's podcasts, I end up cross-examining them. Like I'm just like, I'm like, all right, where you want to take this, bro? Like, let's. I can go there. All right, cool. That's where you want to take it. All right, I'm gonna do you. Go, I'm gonna do you one. Like I'm gonna I'm gonna really expand on this conversation. But then I got a question for you. So yeah, like mm -hmm. when I'm on the podcast now, like I'm always like, I'm like, okay, I see where you're taking it. All right. Um, it's almost like you're doing them a solid because like sometimes one hundred percent. Yeah, when other people have other people on a podcast, you're going to get that person that just doesn't, they're not trying to open up, not trying to talk as much. Uh, so it's like, yo, I'm going to give you a freebie. Here's a question for you. And then like, I'm going to really go in on this question and expand the answer out more. So yeah, it's 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 funny being on podcasts because I, I know what the person interviewing me or like person that's talking to me is trying to get out of it. So I try to give them that as much as possible. Or just some kind of, you know, the worst is if you're talking and you're looking for some kind of feedback on what you said, like not everything's going to be necessarily a question. Sometimes mm -hmm. you could just be talking in a normal conversation. If you're both like, Hey, let's just talk for a little while. You're both just going to go back and forth on things. But yeah. sometimes people will sit down with you and be like, unless you directly ask me a question and I 
you know, unless you directly, it'll be like, shit, yeah. man, like we can do it that way. Yeah. And I don't mind, but it will, it won't quite be the conversational back and forth. Like a conversation will, it won't feel like a conversation, which is fine. It's totally fine. But there will be moments where, have you, have you been in that yet? Have you been in, I've had situations, man. All right. Here's my worst. Here's a pet peeve of mine. I don't know if you've just seen you, you, you're an Andrew Schultz fan as well. Huh? <laughs> I know it's what you're talking about right now. <laughs> yeah, okay, right. So yeah. the Nelk Boys and him, and they released the they finally released an episode of him with the Nelk Boys. And he sat down and that shit, that shit was I know what he means where the Nelk Boys at times, like Steve will do it, literally doesn't say anything, and he's like, I don't really talk. It's like mm. that's a really bad skill for a podcast. Yeah, podcast <laughs> is all we do is talk. But anyways, he's he seems like a like a good kid, so whatever. And mm. then you have, um, you know, they they don't have conversation or joke around or whatever when Andrew was there. They're not like, they're not great at podcasting. They're just popular, but they're entertaining yeah. enough. I'll watch depending on who they have on because they can have huge guests because of yeah. the announce voice. When Andrew Schultz sits down, he has an expectation of back and forth in entertainment because he's a fucking comedian. He's with Charlemagne, who's like media god. He's mm -hmm. he's with like his fellas on on flagrant, and I got to tell you, we're all like phenomenal at what they do. So he's used to like, let's go, let let let's have a conversation, conversation or whatever. He sits down with these fellas, nothing's happening. Like yeah. they just are struggling to get the lamest of questions, and he's like, "This is fucking terrible." Like you guys, they didn't seem like they were talking either, though. He's like, "Are you guys like friends? Like how come you're not even talking to <laughs> each other like friends talk?" Yeah, yeah at one point, he's like, "Are you guys boys?" Like, yeah. Or do you guys just do this and you don't actually like each other? Because mm -hmm. if you sit down with your boys, I could shoot the shit like whatever. But they they couldn't even do that. And then he was like, oh, "Okay, this is kind of weird." And then at one point, and this I hate, um, Stymie looks at his phone and is sending a text message and messaging. And Schultz calls him out and is like, especially because the shit's going bad. And he's like, yeah. "Why am I here?" He's essentially like <laughs> in the middle of the podcast. He's like, why am I here? Like you guys invited me and I took time out of my day to be here. And I was like, I was like, holy shit. He kept it. A, he kept it a being with them. He kept it a stack. And I like that. Yeah. I thought I, I knew exactly what was going through his head during the thing, because like you could tell, like they're asking very basic, generic surface level questions. And he was like giving them like the best he could with those questions, like mm. really expanding and talking like he damn near made it his podcast. And then mm -hmm. after a point, he's like, bro, what am I doing? Like, why am I putting all this effort into my answers when y'all not giving me good questions? So he just called it out. Like, just straight up. He's like, yo, like, I just feel like I took time out of my day to come here. Y'all giving me some bullshit questions or effort, like, you know. But, yeah, kind of what you said, bro. They're just popular people that have a podcast. Um, I don't think they're, like, actual podcasts. So I remember, like, when they had, like, that. Uh, they were interviewing Trump and I don't know if they e interviewed Elon and shit. I never listened because I'm like, they, what are they going to ask him? Like, they're not going to ask him like anything that's going to like elicit anything. They just, just surface level questions that I could probably find anywhere else. Like, I'm not going to listen to that. I like listening to podcasters that know what they're talking about or just know how to have good conversations. Like when I watch flagrant and people go on flagrant, I'm tuning in because those fuckers are going to get that guy out of their element and like say <laughs> shit. It's going to be wild. Same thing with Breakfast Club and Charlemagne. Like, I know they're going to, like, that's my favorite platform to watch interviews. But um, they're going to ask the questions that we all want to know and, like, almost, like, not force answer out of them, but they're almost going to have to answer because of just, like, the environment they're in and they know what they're doing technically. 
So those guys that, yeah, I mean, shout out to them. They're, they're killing it, but I, I just don't, I don't really tune into the podcast. I've only watched one episode and that was uh, the Seabum one with, uh, with Bradley Martin. If Bradley's there, it's going to be a good podcast. He's pretty good at conversation. I was about to say that. I was about to yeah. say Bradley, Bradley's own podcast solo. He can really talk. Good. He can have conversations. He's good. He's really good at talking in general. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So like, I, I fellows are episodes of shit, but when, the, when he's not there, I don't, I don't, I don't think I've ever tuned in. Yeah. The worst is literally if somebody's like fucking on their phone and if it's just you and them. And I've been in that situation. Yeah. So I, 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 I've been in, <laughs> yeah, I've made it like, I'll say it before I'm like, Hey, like if I'm on my phone, I'm just looking at my notes. Cause there's certain talking points I want to get right. to, Yeah, yeah. but like, I, I'm going to stop doing that. Cause someone commented that's like, yeah, the great podcast other than Russell's on his phone the whole time. I'm like, no, like I was just checking to see like, you know, the, I'm just making sure I'm getting my notes down, which I was like, fuck, like, okay, I need to become more prepared. So I don't have to look at my phone. I know exactly what I want to ask. So I, I just want to, I want to get better at that. But yeah, I, I feel you. I don't like when I'm in a podcast cause it's kind of distracting. Like, you're talking one on one, and then it's like, what, what are you looking at? Are you looking like what? What, what the fuck? You know. So it, 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 there's nothing worse too. Like, if we're gonna go to certain places, and this person is gonna open up on certain things, like for real, open <laughs> up sometimes. If you you or your co-host are like this, at any point, it ain't. We're not going there. Yeah, we're just yeah, not yeah, going yeah, there. Yeah. And yeah. I've had like co's where it's like, uh, you know, I've 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 told people like you can't be on the phone, mate, because well, the, we weren't talking about anything too crazy, but we're never going to get into anything too deep if if they don't feel that engagement. Either. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There, there was an art to that as well. Yeah, there's there's a momentum, and and you'll never get past a certain momentum unless you you, you gotta look up, man, or whatever. Um, but yeah, that's that's definitely a huge piece of podcasting, and you could see it. Bradley Martin kills it. Those Nelk boys totally fucked it up and dropped the ball with Andrew Schultz and he was leading up stymie. It was funny um, because I remember remember when Andrew got back on the Brilliant Idiots, he's like, yeah, I I did like a podcast. I'm not going to say any names, but it was horrible. Like I was was like, damn, who is he talking about? So it's funny that he was talking about the Nelk boys. He's like, yeah, I I would never put that podcast out. Like I would never do that. Um, And then I'm not sure exactly what happened recently, but yeah, them putting it out was uh, interesting. I literally watched it yesterday um, on my way to the podcast. Huh? It was so cringy. Me too. Yeah, it, was, it was so cringy. I was like, Fuck, it started off pretty, guy. it started off okay. But then you started yeah. realizing, like, I don't even know if these guys know who he is. Like, so it just got kind of weird. Yeah. I know. And they seem nervous as fuck. I don't know if they, I don't know. They were super duper nervous. I think they got the download of he's a comedian. And I think they thought, and they were right. If you start fucking around, because sometimes they like being a little pokey, stymie yeah. anyways, likes being a little pokey. And it's yeah. like, you can't poke certain people because if they're a good comedian, they're sharp with it, sharp tongued. And like, you're going to get the worst of it. Like yeah. you won't win it back and forth. Like you're, he's going to make you look bad and you won't come up with a diss back or whatever. It's just, you won't outsmart that smart ass. It won't yeah. be like with your boys. Like, it's like, this guy's, this is what he does. And it just turned on him and he's like, oh shit. It was masterful. Man. It was like, he was being serious. And then he would be like, no, oh, I'm just, you know. No, I'm just joking. No, no, no. he's yeah. like, no. You asked me, I gave you honest. I gave you honest reaction. I gave you an honest opinion. You know, I'm yeah. not. I don't. It's not that I don't like you. I'm just letting you know how I felt in the moment. Like it was a real. You Which know, was but real. You tell you this, but it was like, it was it was good. It was good. Uh, it was good. Um, like deflection, but also calling him out at the same time. It was good. Do Do you want to 
venture outside of powerlifters for guests? Like, what do you see oh, in yeah. terms of a vision? Yeah. Talk to anyone, talk to, talk about, like, I know right now it's fitness based. So like a lot of the guests have been people that have been prominent in fitness. Um, but yeah, I want, I want to talk to anybody. Um, yeah, I definitely want to expand upon or expand outside of that. There's some guests I have in line. Um, they're still in the fitness space, but they don't do powerlifting. Um, but yeah, I want to expand upon that. Even if I do have powerlifters, I want to start talking about other shit that doesn't pertain to powerlifting. Like mm. that's where I want to graduate too. It's like getting lifters or people in the fitness community out of their element and talk to them about like current events and like what do they think about this? Like, like what like what does Taylor think about fucking um the pyramids? Like Palestine in Israel. Yeah, like you know, like <laughs> not that shit, but you know, shit that's like low hanging, not low hanging fruit, but like you don't hear Taylor talk about fucking aliens and shit. Like, what do you think about that, bro? Do you think they exist? And you might, it would be so weird to hear him talk about that because it's like, when the fuck would he ever, you know what I mean? So just that's shit true. like that, or like, what do you think about fucking, I don't know, just random ass shit that you're like, damn, Taylor, Taylor really thinks like that, or like, I didn't know Taylor fuck with that shit too. Okay, like you know, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I I I know what you mean, and I flirted with it would have to be a totally different podcast, not King of Lifts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Talking to even like other athletes or like when I hear like Flagrant or I hear like Rogan or whatever, and they have all these different guests, I get yeah. a little jealous to be like, I would love to have the same conversations I have with powerlifters, but have them with I don't give a shit if it's like track athletes, basketball players, or like rock climbers or something who's done some crazy shit. So, or ultra marathon runners. And I'm like, tell me about this. And yeah. now I'm diving in and I'm doing the same follow-up questions and stuff. Yeah, you should do it. I mean, like now it makes sense that you like, like we like similar podcasts. Cause like, you're really good at conversation in general. And I can tell like, you know how to lead a conversation and you know how to get things from a conversation that you want to get without being like pushy. If that makes sense. Right. So like you yeah. just know what you're doing, and like I'm like okay that makes sense now, um and you would definitely be able to have those conversations with those people. Just reach out to them. You could definitely do that with King of Lifts because you have the you have the reach. Like it's just because it's a the only thing I'm and first off thank you, but um the only reason why not with King of Lifts is just because it's a powerlifting podcast and I don't want my the fan base now to be like man what is this ultra mar marathon runner doing on here? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, you know what I mean? I, know, like, I, I feel like I would be intrigued. But I'm maybe I'm just a little bit different, but I would tune in because that's like a different walk of life that maybe I could apply some of the things that they use to be successful to my own shit. But I don't know. I, I always look at anyone that's successful and I'm like, how could I apply what they do to my, what I do? But yeah, you're I mean, can't hurt shit. You know, what's one can't hurt a couple here and there. Roll one in every now. Yeah. I've tinkered with it. I mean, I do things like holiday specials with and have people on and we're just like top 10 holiday movies, top 10 action movies, whatever shit. We're just totally off. And it's happening to power lifters. I don't know. I, I've thought about it. And um, yeah, you just don't episode, want to. Episode won't hurt. You have so many combos. Episode wouldn't hurt. Because the, the way that I look at it, it's like, uh, how many how many followers does King Lift have now? 300,000 on Instagram. Yeah, man. There's you, you could reach out to people and just off the strength of the followers alone, they will respond. Um, so yeah, I, I think it, it wouldn't hurt, but yo, I have, you know, I would like to run a podcast with you. Um, I talk to world champion powerlifters all across the world. And, you know, if you want to have a conversation, let me know. You just, I'll just shoot, shoot. You never know what you're going to catch, man. Honestly. That's right. Yeah, that's right.
everybody does strength training like so, like ultra marathon runners do strength tra- every athlete does strength training yeah so you have an in in terms of um you know bringing someone on and the lifter the the listeners are like it's a little different we could start off and then all of a sudden just go into some places yeah and start talking about That's what I would aliens do. Me personally i would you know <laughs> who, who are some of the people that you want on your podcast you got some big fish and you're like, fuck, I want this guy. Yeah, it's cool because we have a lot of people around here and a lot of people just come down here too. So mm. shit, like anyone. I mean, like I know right now I want to have um uh I should probably ask her soon, but Heidi, uh Buff Bunny, um, Christian Guzman, uh, my boy Shali, like literally just anyone, bro. Like, I'm not gonna lie to you. Like anyone that's around that that wants to to chop it up, I'll I'll pretty much do. Um but I want to do, I want to like interview people that do like kind of like unique things. Like with Christian, like he literally created like fucking Alpha Land and it's like a Mecca. So like, I want to talk to him about that. And like, I know him on a personal level more. So there's questions that I could ask him that like, he probably hasn't been, hasn't been asked publicly on a podcast forum. So that'll be fun. Um, Heidi, same thing too. Like she runs like a multi-million dollar um, athleisure company for women. So it's like asking her questions about that, but then also like asking her questions that like, I'm sure she's never been asked because I come from a different culture. So it's like, I could ask her those questions um, and then just see her response to it. Uh, so yeah, it, it's just almost like combining the two worlds to get like unique answers from individuals that probably wouldn't get those questions in general. But yeah. I've, anyway. developed, I've developed too, and you probably will as well, where you have some people on, like you'll have some people on in, it's not a crazy success. It is what it is. Yeah, and then sure. you'll have a, like in terms of the conversation. I mean, whatever. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. and you'll develop enough conversational skills to get yourself through almost any situation. Oh. So it's okay. <laughs> right. Yeah. I, the good thing is I'm a good storyteller. So if I have to, I, like I'll bring in stories anyways, but if I have to, I'll flex on and, and like, <laughs> talking to myself almost. You're like, all right, fuck <laughs> it, man. <laughs> You're like, all right, I'll do it. It's just me now. We take over. Yeah, no, so yesterday, like yesterday, I had my uh my videographer team. I, I talked to them and it was a great episode. We talked for two hours. Could have went way longer too. Yeah, easy two hour, um, two hour pod. Uh, but it's like it's not like they're huge names or anything. these are people I see on a daily basis. We ended up having an amazing conversation. I had no notes, I never looked at my phone. Um, great convo, but I wanna I wanna be able to just talk to people. Um, and once again, just ask some questions that they probably haven't been asked before and be put in like almost situation where it's like, I want to know how you think about this because like, you don't really talk about this at all. Um, so yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you'll notice that too, where some people aren't the big names, they come on and you will click and they will murder it. And then other people will be like, when are you having that person on again? Yeah. And you're like, Oh shit. And they murder and they absolutely murder. And I, you'll also develop. So that'll happen. And you won't even care about their following. And then mm-hmm. other people you'll have on with a massive following. Like, oh, that wasn't that wasn't the greatest. Maybe yeah. you look great in pictures and the videos. You look cool as shit. Yeah. But you're not yeah. great at conversations, and it's not going to take off like you wanted. And then other times you'll have certain people you'll have how have on semi regularly because you mm-hmm. click so well, and people are they love it. Oh shit, so and so's back. Yeah, you, you know, know so, and you click. Yeah, you know what's so funny? I have one of my boys, like we're 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 friends in real life. Um, he his name is uh Ant. Like I've had him on twice now. And like literally, if I were to have a co-host, he'd be my co-host because he's he's the one where I can literally talk about anything that I want to talk about and he'll get it because like we like the same shit. So it's mm-hmm. like we could do those type of conversations, 
but it doesn't get the amount of views and plays just because he's not a big name. But that's the type of podcast I would want to run. So like our podcast do maybe like maybe like anywhere from two to five K views um, versus like a max tuning, which is like getting close to like 30 K views on YouTube. And then you have Jeff Nippard, which is like going to exceed 30 K views. And then Cranion is like on like 30 K, but it's like, I'd much rather not much rather. It's not that they, they aren't bad combos. It's just like, I like the podcast that is made whenever like, it's just me and my boy talking about shit that we like, but mm. yeah, th- those, even the conversation with Max and Jeff, and Cranny, those were all really good conversations. But like, if I were to run like a weekly podcast where we're like uploading and just talking and shooting the shit, it would be with Ant. But it gets the least amount of views. But I'm not even like concerned about that because I'm like, I love the podcast that we do when we do that. Maybe so it's like right now, but I bet you later on it might get more views. Like, let people. Yeah. Here's what when you bring them in, so it's tough because to an extent, you might need him to co-host with some with a bigger name they come for the bigger name they hear you and your friend and like fuck man that guy's good yeah yeah yeah. you need a reason to come in and and you like i listen to the pivot podcast as well and um there's certain dudes like i don't talk about (laughs) i love that but there's certain people i didn't even know chan before and like you listen and then afterwards you're like man he's like one of the best guys like i he's so spicy when he's in there but i wouldn't have came for him but mm-hmm. now, if he was on a podcast as a guest, I will. I would listen to him on like flagrant. I'm like, oh my god, him on flagrant would be amazing. But if yeah. he was on flagrant before I got to know him, I wouldn't have even thought to listen. Mm-hmm. So the point is, like, um, so your boy Ant comes in more often with a bigger name, and then he could be. You could build him up. Yeah, you know, that's it can happen. Thinking. It's just. I be telling. Also, I was like, I was like, if there's someone I had as a, he knows too. We we both know because we love podcasts. And uh, he knows probably I'll probably run him back pretty soon too. Like I use him as like a, um, if I can't like think of anyone I want to book for the week, I'm like, yo, aunt, let's talk about some current events. Talk about some of the shit that's been happening lately. Um, and we'll, we'll run a podcast. So. It's um, there's, there's going to be where there's a will, there's a way, man. You got, you got yeah. time to develop this thing. Shit. And Taylor might come down soon. So like we, we you might have saying a- that. Yeah. Taylor might come down. This month, or no, August. Uh, so we'll see. There's actually a lot of people that are coming down in August to, to, to Houston. They're like, hey, if you want to do Bram some shit. In. Yeah, for sure. I'm going to have to like just you, spend a week recording and shit. You you got time now because you're not competing anytime soon. So you can be like, fuck yeah. it. I can move some things <laughs> don't, around. Don't remind I'm, me. I'm in media. Uh, I'm in media. But yeah. you and Taylor would be phenomenal. Two goats in your weight class sitting yeah. down and just like, just shoot. You guys have very similar mindsets. Oh, I yeah. crushed three hours with Taylor the other day. He can talk, dude. Yeah. He can talk. There's things that I like we talk like because we talk in the DMs pretty frequently and we we talk about certain things. And I'm like, man, this would be great if we're able to because there's only so many people that can relate to what we experience. Um, mm-hmm. so like I just know that conversation is gonna be great when we finally have it. Cause there's questions I want to ask him because there's things I'm learning about him. I'm like, damn, bro, I didn't know, I didn't know that. Okay, interesting. That 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 makes me understand more and more. The way you are so now like whenever we link whenever that is like it's gonna be a fucking good ass conversation i know that it's gonna be a great episode dude he used to play um in the cfl like the canadian pro football league with like twenty five thousand people watching and he's a five foot six he's he's a 74 now but he was a little heavier at the time but like he's butting heads with monsters 
absolute yeah. monsters on the field. And when you find out about his background, like he just like, that's why he just doesn't back down. That's why he's got the personality he has, but it comes from a place. I don't know, man, he would have to tell a story and I don't want to ruin anything, but he is a very good conversation that yeah. you would have. And yeah. you guys have, would have a good back and forth. Do you find in person is, is, is better? Um, just for production value. Yeah. Um, production value, sound quality, and just like, it, it allows me to like pick up more on like the, the vibe of the room. If that makes sense. Um, mm. yeah, I would just much rather have it like just for the production value of it. Cause like, I know some people like to just put on the TV, like the podcast, um, and they like that production element of it. So yeah, I, I, I think just thinking like off the top of my head, I think every guest that we're going to have would be like in-house or someone that's like in person. Yeah. Unless it's like, like I really want this fucking guy and there's like no way we're ever going to cross paths in person then maybe online, but it's like, I'd much rather just wait for us to cross paths and like, I'll just maximize the time that we have together. That's, that's the toughest. It's just yeah. bringing people in. Yeah. Cause I'm, I'm lucky though. Cause I'm, I'm in Houston and like literally at some point, like most of the people that I want to talk to will be in the area. Like Jeff hit me. He's like, Hey, like, I'm just letting you know, I'm going to be in the area like for this amount of time. Let me know if you want to do a podcast. I was like, Oh, perfect. Same thing with Taylor. Taylor's like, well, Taylor wants to come down and train with us at Corrupted. So that's a little bit different, but like, um, there's other people that like with Alfland here and Corrupted being here, there's people that just come in and out that just are just here for like, and you wouldn't even know like big time influencers or big time names and they just stop and buy real quick. And it's like, all right, bro, can we run a podcast real quick while you're in town or whatever? So that's, yeah. that part is like in my advantage. Like for my format, world championships is rolling up. I have to have people who are going to be at the world championship. So I'm talking like people from all over the world. It's just not going to no, happen. It's, it's, right? not, it's not impossible, bro. Like you, 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 you literally could. Yeah. yeah, You really could. Unless like you're a fucking, you got like IPF money. You just going from city yeah. to city, you know, country to Either, country. Yeah. 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 It'd be crazy. And in, in, in a very short pocket of time too. Like when world championships is over, I like sometimes record or Sheffield was over. I'd record like almost every day for like a week and a half. So it's fresh on oh. everybody. And then um, like, there's no way I could be all over. You just couldn't do it. It's tough. Yeah. Whereas your format with what you want to do more Liberty, you know, yeah. I, 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 I do wish I could do in person. Like I kind of, I, I envy you being able to do that. It's a little yeah, different. Kill it. I, I would say like, it's I've said this before, like literally the first time that I saw on this podcast, like it's really good that you're the voice of the IPF and shit. And like, you're the one that's like doing all the commentary. Um, and like, you're doing like the previews and all that, because like, you know what you're doing. Like you actually care about like the art form of podcasting and conversation in general and like public speaking communications, which is very important. Uh, so I'm thankful that like, you're also Thank like you, a dude. Fan of podcast in general. Cause that, that shit I'm a fan too. So it's nice to know, like, there's like a purist mentality when it comes to the conversation aspect of things. So that's dope. Well, thank you, sir. Thank you, Mitt. Um, yeah. yeah. I mean, initially, frick, man, it was lonely times. Now everybody's <laughs> out there doing it. Every, everybody's got podcasts and media and whatnot. But yeah, some of these, it could have went either which way. Yeah. Some of these people's podcasts kind of suck, though. I'm not saying my shit's the greatest in the world, but I'd be like, man, y'all don't even know how to like entertain or have like a really good conversation like that. Not many podcasts last. Yeah. Not many. La like a lot of the time, 
there's so everybody's got a podcast and it like they they fall off real quick. You I don't know. You'll be all right though. Obviously, I mean you. Yeah, I love it. Media guy. It's the it's my most favorite thing that I do now. Like literally. Really? Yeah. Outside, of, like I don't. TikTok is whatever. YouTube is whatever. I don't even I actually don't even like posting on Instagram like that. Um, when I do a podcast and I have like I'm excited. I'm like okay, like Fair. how am I gonna attack this podcast? Like okay, this person's personality is kind of like this. How am I gonna talk to them? Like you know all that type of shit. So I get excited. Like it's literally the most outside of training. It's the thing that I get excited about the most these days. I legit the first little bit like 2016 would be nervous before podcasts. Now, mm. like that's it's been like like you know that's a long time ago, so it's not anymore. But um, did you ever get nervous when you first started? When because it's brand spanking new. Yeah, it's so funny because like that shit when the cameras come on for real, you're like, oh shit, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, oh yeah. So that's, that's the first episode. I was sweating a lot because I was super nervous. Um, and then there is another episode. I think I only get nervous when I don't know the person as well. And I'm not sure how the conversation is going to go because you can't really control much of what you don't know. Um, mm. so I think the most nervous I was, was the episode. There's this girl named Jazzy and her husband, Chris Pineda. Um, I literally just, I know them, but I don't know them. So, and for context, they do only fans along with fitness. And I just didn't know, like how to ask certain questions because oh, i'm like shit yeah. what do you mean only fans i need more, co- I need only, more. only fans yeah like like, like i mean like because they're a couple are we talking this right no 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 she, <laughs> she looks like so the co- so he takes the pictures and manages the only fans while she's like the talent so like okay. i wasn't sure she naked uh it's like super risque it's not all the way naked i think they have boundaries so we talked about that and it's like i wasn't sure like Cause it's my fault. I should do my. I should do more research. Cause she has a podcast herself. Um, so I just wasn't sure how to formulate questions because number one, I'm talking. I'm like talking to her, but I'm also talking to her husband, and I don't want to ask like, yeah. So you're showing ass like on OnlyFans. Her husband's right here. Bro. <laughs> but when we finished the podcast, she goes, "Oh, that was a really good podcast. We need, now we need to have um you on my podcast talk about sex and like." Like fucking, and I'm like, Jesus. I was like, well, I didn't know like you you guys were comfortable like going all the way in like that. Like I could have, I could have had like different questions, you know, like or yeah. I could have formulated in a more entertaining way. It's like, so damn, like do y'all be having sex on OnlyFans or you know, like little things like yeah. that, that. That changes the dynamic of like the question or the the answers. Uh, so I was super nervous for that, but um, other than that, I think everyone else. Oh, there was another episode where I had to talk alone. I was extremely nervous. That was like probably my worst episode. I was just talking alone. That was my second solo episode. And I was like, yeah, we're not doing that again. <laughs> I was like, that you was know what? Dude, I, uh, well, first off, for the first situation, that's tough, man. Yeah. When it comes to like the couple, they're a couple there. Even like, even if it's, she's just there herself you're, you're like i mean i don't want to ask this because people are gonna make you fucking hear russ i'm not gonna lie it, it would have been easier if she was by herself because i feel like she I, like i know a little bit of her and i know she's very straightforward but like her husband is very quiet and very like just very quiet and chill and like he's cool. He's like cool. I don't want to disrespect. Like, bro. Like, imagine someone asking your girl, like, yeah. So you showing ass? Like, on like what? Like, I'm not trying to disrespect him or do anything crazy like that. Jesus. So. 
yeah, I'm trying to formulate the questions like appropriately, but then like coming to find out they were very open to like talking about shit like that. I just, you know, it's not that I didn't ask the questions, but I know there's a certain type of way to ask the questions to elicit different responses, if that makes sense. And like tap into a different energy from them. It's man, that this is early days for podcasting and you went in deep. That, yeah. That's 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 a whole nother enchilada, man. Yeah. Talking and about that's the, like, shit, that's the type of shit I really want to like, not not just specifically OnlyFans, but like shit like that to where like I'm having people give like takes on their life that's completely different from what like normal people would do. So like they broke down like their reasoning for starting OnlyFans, the like explosive amount of money they started making from it. Um, like their boundaries with OnlyFans and like they just don't do anything. And like they they even have an like an exit plan. Like they don't want to be doing this shit for like more like um a, a shit ton of years. Like they they're in it to get a little bit of money, then get on out. And I was like, wow, that's really interesting, man. Yeah. You're like, how do I approach this? I'm trying to ask you about anal. Is that <laughs> is that on the <laughs> I literally didn't know where to take it? I was like, bro, like, how do I ask it's this? Like- like, you, you're like you're like i am five episodes deep and i'm way too deep when <laughs> this is when this Whoa. is a subject that i gotta ask my i guess like, yeah. i get off more than i can chew this is season three this is season three <laughs> this isn't you guys this is me what the fuck is happening yeah i was like literally like you know when you're thinking about the next question to ask and you're like <laughs> i'm like sitting there i'm like okay this question this this topic is like dying right now or like it's about to come to its like end I need to figure out how the fuck I'm about to ask them about this OnlyFans shit without like getting like a bad response. I'm like, okay, so uh, I mean, you guys are on OnlyFans, so uh, you know, what I'm, like? I'm like, fuck, man, here we go. Um, oh, yeah, it, was, it was it was fun, but I just wish I did more research prior to know that. No, nah, they take it there, like you know, they definitely talk about shit like that on their own podcast. So, mm. yeah. I mean. And there's also some comfortability on on your part, and people are going to be, dude. I can only imagine people tune into. Well, let me listen to Russell Orhe's, uh podcast, <laughs> and you're like, so. Anyways, butt plugs. When did you introduce <laughs> them? <laughs> That's people will be like, what the fuck? I thought I was going to hear about dead. <laughs> <laughs> and you're like. I thought we were gonna talk about squat frequencies, not that type of squat. It's yeah, like no, squat, no. squat frequency. No, uh, and no. you're like, so yeah, uh, it's different. So you you yourself are like finding your way with it all too. It's like a art yeah, form sure. and yeah, and I'm you're going out of your element. Yeah, because there's there's who you want to be and there's who you are. Like mm. I I admire Charlemagne and I would love to be something like a Charlemagne, but like I don't think I'm like that for real. Like I'm not like an agitator. I don't like con- I don't like confrontation in that sense. To where like I'm making people feel uncomfortable. So like I like that type of shit, but I can't be that. And you try to emulate whenever you do anything, you try to emulate things that you like, and then you'll find out like who you actually are, and then you'll kind of revert back to that. So yeah, I, I'm well like to, yeah, I'm trying to figure out like where that lane is going to be, but I'm starting to understand more and more of what that's going to be with every single episode. That is very well said. And that is big time the truth. You come in with visions of what you want to be and you won't land there, but you'll land somewhere else that's interesting in your thing. And you're yeah. like, oh, I'm comfortable with that. And you don't even necessarily, it's also well said where you're like, if I could be a Charlemagne, but when you're in the moment, it's like, I don't want to do this to somebody. Yeah. Like, I know what you mean too with Charlemagne. He is, 
he's totally different on brilliant idiots though he's like funny and like engaging and but on the breakfast club 100 he could be the agitator yeah he's the agitator and like you learn like that's how he is personally but then like when he's on the brilliant idiots he's with a bunch of friends that are agitators too so it just kind of like blends and mixes differently but on the breakfast club like you have other people that like are a lot more chill so when he's like asking questions you're like man what the fuck is wrong with this guy whereas on brilliant idiots now he's like he seems kind of like light versus like andrew andrew's more of the agitator now um he was before yeah. but Charlemagne's kind of reverted and kind of pulled back a little bit more well Charlemagne is like funny and endearing yeah. on brilliant idiots now like he's yeah and they go back and forth joking or whatever but it's different but they don't really have a lot of guests on brilliant idiots whereas on uh breakfast club they That's... bring people in and he will have like confrontational yeah like, there's shit that gets like like Birdman, like you know, poop, well, I mean that's classic. Like name, that's classic. Like, classic yeah. man. The, I, I remember waiting for that interview because they're like, "Oh, we're having the Birdman on Breakfast Club." I was like, "No fucking way!" Charlamagne's been talking shit about this guy for like years, and uh, yeah, it little shit like that. I remember when Kanye came on, like after all the shit talking. Oh man, I miss that era, man. Like you just be so excited for certain guests to come up. It's kind of died down a little bit, but. Yeah, those are those are the days, man. That's when I was like super into just like listening to people talk. And then Joe Button's podcast too. Joe Button's got a good one. Is it as big Breakfast Club? Because I remember even when they had like Troy Ave on, or they had like <laughs> they had dudes on, like, and he will yeah, he will get into it, man. Or like Little Dirk and freaking King Vaughn, like before. Obviously, as I was about to say, before Vaughn got killed. Well, no shit, huh? But um, but he would have dudes on, but he would have like friction with some dudes. Mm -hmm. There was somebody. I remember he had six nine on. And yeah, fucking, that was that was a funny interview, man. Yeah, great interview. He was telling him basically what was going to happen before it happened. He's yep, like, "You're rolling, happened. you're rolling, stupid. Like you, yep. you're, you, this is all going to end badly for." You. He was mm -hmm. straight up telling him, "Like this is in six nines, like I'm under your skin." He's like, "You're not under my skin. I don't give a shit. I'm just telling you the way it is. Yeah. You think you got it all figured out, and you don't. And you surround yourself with certain people. It's like this is not going to be good for you. And it wasn't like like he got kidnapped, really? whatever, yeah. everything that <laughs> happened. But um, yeah, he's had. I don't like. I know. Like I, I love listening to it. I don't. Is Breakfast Club still as big now? Um, I would. I, I think so. Yeah, I think it's just because they just don't do as many interviews as much. Mm. Like before, they used to just be rolling through different people, like interviewing Jay Z, Kanye West, um. Like these big time artists, and they would have like interesting crossovers too. Yeah, fifty like, I Diddy. I mean, like just a lot of different people. I think um, maybe like once they start interviewing more people, but no, nah, they culturally like when they give their takes and talk about like different shit, like like you know what do you have you ever been cheated? Like you know little segments like that. It's still good. Um, I mm. just I think that the interviewing part has just kind of slowed down. I mean, shit. They, they interviewed uh, Obama. They interviewed uh. Oh, yeah, Hillary Clinton. Um, they they've interviewed like a lot of people. I wish they would have interviewed uh Trump. At, <laughs> oh my god, dude! That I remember fucking funny. I remember um they interviewed Biden and uh oh yeah yeah Charlemagne. Yeah. Do you remember that? <laughs> and Charlemagne, dude, it was uncomfortable, dude. <laughs> he Charlemagne, goes, go ahead, go ahead. No, he dropped. I think that was the interview where he dropped that bar. It's like. If if you uh, oh you're not black if you don't vote for me. 
Dude, in Charlotte, yes, that is exactly. In I think on the interview like, where Biden said that Charlemagne's like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, <laughs> you totally are making this about race. Like, why would you do yeah. that? Like, that, like you're like, losing remember, me. Yeah, I remember listening. I was like, I was like, <laughs> there's no way I just heard that. There's no fucking way I just heard that. Charlemagne's like, bro, I'm I'm a Democrat, and you're making it hard for me to back you, man. Don't be divisive and say like. This white old white dude is like you're not black unless, and it's like Charlemagne's. He's shaking his head. Charlemagne, while he said it was like, yeah, that was that wasn't it. That wasn't it. Yeah, that and was, then when Hillary Clinton a- said she carries hot sauce in her purse, like uh, Charlemagne's like, you, he's like, what the fuck? He's like, what are you talking about? Like it, it just, it, but that's what I'm talking about. Like worlds colliding. Like why is Hillary Clinton yeah. on the Christmas club? You know what I mean? Like that's yeah. so, like that's so crazy. But yeah, that's uh, that's like my favorite. I listen to them daily, like on YouTube. Like every, while I'm getting ready, I'm literally waiting for them to upload the clips from the episode so I can watch them getting ready. And like as I'm driving to the gym and I'm doing work and all that. So, you watch DJ Vlad as well? I used to watch him heavy. I stopped, but I, I was actually thinking the other week that I'm gonna get back on him because like they have he interviews like Boosie regularly. He interviews um DJ uh, no, not DJ uh, DL Hughley a lot. And just like other people where it's like, I just want to hear their takes. Like John Sally as well. Um, yeah, he's really good too. He's funny because it's very question. That is. <laughs> okay, quick little opinion. Question. Yeah. Uh, okay, question. Like he, he has he's off very, camera. Yeah, off camera. You never see him. But he yeah. puts you like in this. I don't even know how he gets these responses, to be honest with you. Dude, he'll let people full on rotten on themselves. He, yeah. He, some It's crazy. He's he's got like um I, I dove into uh is it trap lore YouTube where they're dissecting rap beefs and mm-hmm. like young and ace and Fulio and like um I mean like Dirk and all these fellas who are like full yeah. on murderers, full yeah. on murderers yeah. talking about murders that really happened, yes. yeah, like I mean really happened and t- dropping names, dead yeah. ops, and like young and ace and Fulio going back and forth. Have you you know the song "Who I Smoke" with Young and Ace? No, I don't. I don't know any of the shit you're talking about. Like, I know what you're talking about, but I don't know the, the specifics. But that's what I'm like. So, yeah, so Vlad will like. I don't know, but it's like he doesn't. It's not like he's making them feel comfortable. Like he just is very like this. Like, so you said you wanted to kill X, Y, and Z. Why? And then they just answer it straight up, and I'm like, bro, what the hell? <laughs> I think you just implicated yourself to a murder, homeboy. Yeah, like what are you doing? Yeah, he goes, he goes, why did you kill so and so? And he but says, it's so weird because it. there's no there's no tact to it. Like there's nothing. Yeah. You just ask the question, and then they answer. And he's done an interview with the Breakfast Club, and he's like, yeah, I just I just asked the question, like because people call him like a police informant and all that shit. Yeah, and I'm like. He just asks. I don't understand why they tell him themselves. He doesn't like guys it in it like a and like I almost I got you type thing. He just he just asked the question and the answer. I'm like he didn't do it cleverly. Like he just straightforward. I, I think at this point people know what to anticipate when they go on, which is to his advantage, obviously. But mm-hmm. how this happened, I got whenever I talk to people, they all bring up like why the sh- that's why I go to him because mm-hmm. the stories are unreal. What people yeah. are saying is in- incredible. You have people, like some of them have already been in jail, got out so they could talk about it. But they yeah. full on will talk about like triple homicides, been in jail, killed three people, got out, 
you know, think about killing again. Like it's so, like it's crazy. <laughs> he, I don't know. He has, talks like mafia guys. Yeah, he has a good. I was gonna say that he has a good range of guests. Like you'll have like, which is, which, which this is so like sidebar, but like I like hearing interviews and documentaries about the porn industry because it's just so intriguing. Because it's it's such a completely different lifestyle. But he has like a whole segment of like interviewing people like that. Then he has like the the drill scene in Chicago. Then he has like comp- social commentary with DL Hughley, Boosie, and probably John Sally. And then um, he'll interview artists. And then I remember he used to interview uh, Charlemagne a lot. Like they used to have like little things where he would go on and just ask him a shit ton of questions. That's where I really became a big fan of Charlemagne through DJ Vlad and then the Breakfast Club back in like 2010, 2011 when they first started. So you got to find you will also find your people that you can come on and yeah. like the same thing that Vlad, the same th- everybody's got, you'll yeah. develop that. You'll develop yeah. go-tos and you're like, I don't give a shit. Like yeah. people, I don't care if like certain people retire and they stop powerlifting or whatever. I was talking to Taylor about it. I'm like, dog, you're coming back on King. Let's not give a shit. If you stopped lifting or whatever, we could talk about whatever. It's always good. It's always fire. Um, but yet, some of those, the drill scene and stuff like that. Like I'm going to put you on to some guys, young yeah. and ace dude. In Fulio, Young and Ace was in a oh, quick, quick, quick little story time. Young and Ace <laughs> was in a car at 18 years old. He was okay. already associated with some murders. He was 18 years old with his brother and two friends, four of them in a car. Paul rolls up, shoots up their car. Every single one of them gets hit. Young and Ace covers his little brother and he's taking shots. He took eight shots. Everybody in the car dies except Young and Ace. Young and Ace lives. Um, then young and ace and his crew is ATK aces or wait. Yeah. Aces, some uh, aces killers, something, something, whatever. It's something about aces killers anyways. Right. And, um, the ne- next, they started hitting up like Fulio's fellas and like a uh, queso. Who's one of young and aces rappers. They're all rappers. So they're uh-huh. rapping about it or like killing some, they're going back and forth with, for really real murders. Yeah. And young and ace had a string of revenge killings. For his boys got killed, also himself, his little brother, he got shot eight times. And they're so they're taking out full on murdering people on Fulio's team. And then Young and Ace and Fulio are going back and forth. And Young and Ace drops a song called Who I Smoke. And mm-hmm. you smoke your dead ops. This is from the Chicago Drill scene. I've probably heard the song. I just don't know the actual name of the song. I have posted it with it on in the background, and nobody probably knew what song it was. I played it when I was on Silent Worker. Nobody knows, but I'll, <laughs> I'm going to send it to you as soon as we're done. It's fucking fire. But yeah. so people in the drill scene, they smoke their dead ops. So you're like, I'm smoking on literally. Yeah, I'm smoking on. A, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, that means you guys, your fellas killed them and you're smoking your dead op. Yeah, that's, unless, that's, yeah that's when you go, unless, like, I'm smoking on that. Uh, oh, I was about to say a name that I don't need to say. I'm smoking on that something, something pack. Like, yeah, 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 right, right, right. Exactly. Exactly. Um, so, and it's a huge diss. Like me and you are boys, somebody kills me and they're like, I'm smoking on six pack tonight and they will post it on Instagram after I got murdered that day and they will post on Instagram and like, I'm smoking on six pack tonight and you will see it and you'll be like, you're going to roll. You're, you're going to ride yeah, yeah, yeah. for me for sure. You're like, well, we're going to get one of you. And then you're, you kill one of them. You're like, okay, now we're okay. We're smoking on whatever tonight. And it goes back and forth. And then Young and Ace dropped a song called Who I Smoke. And they just dropped dead ops. Only, I'll send you the video. They 
at no point in time do you see a gun at no point they're on a golf course and it's the way it's done it's actually it's a a song they're like oh my god i can't believe they went this far but it is so catchy and mm-hmm. so well done and it it's got like 45 million views and it's like he's rich and famous off of it now and i'll send it to you in the dms and it's freaking you know what do you want to see it right now yeah is he still alive like young and ace is still alive he moved he moved out of um he moved out of the ghetto that he's in this is in florida actually jesus yeah anytime i go to florida i'm scared as fuck so is it is my dog this is a scary place man okay one sec okay so i give you the background on this let me show you something young and ace yeah that came from that i never listened to the actual song itself that was I mean, that was good, but it was also scary because, like, <laughs> it's crazy. The thing is, it's the catchiest. It's the catchiest fucking Yo, song. That beat was crazy. It's That's crazy, a good man. But then it just drops the beat, and it's like, uh, I, I, as soon as the beat dropped, I was like, oh, I haven't heard this song, but I know, like, the culture. And, like, it was big on Twitter because, like, it was, like, me and my boys, like, when... Like me and my girl, my boys are not around or some shit like that. It's like that song or some shit. Um, so yeah, that's crazy. In um, yeah, they're in Houston now, man. What? Now they're in Houston. They were <laughs> they were in Jacksonville, Florida. Gang violence breaks out. Both sides get hit. Fulio's Fulio's uh clapback song is freaking crazy too. Talking about dead ops, but okay. So here's the thing. When I was Watching the documentary talking about this, the guy said, it's horrifying to talk about dead ops, but at the same token, incredibly talented songwriters, musicians, like that song okay. banks. Yeah, no, it was, like, yeah. Dude, that was like a catchy song. I'm like listening to it. I'm like, huh, this is great, but holy shit, I think they actually did that thing. Like, I don't know. Like, Ooh, I smoke baby. He said, and these dudes. Sorry, go ahead. No, he got frustrated that like he shot him twice and like he's like, fuck, he's still moving. I'm like, God damn. I'm like, bro. Like, <laughs> well, that dude, that dude, Fulio, he's talking about shooting and living. That's Fulio. And Fulio's the guy who does the, who set um, Young and Ace up, killed three of his people, shot him eight times. And Fulio does rap this is on him talking about the dead ops that he killed. Like, I killed your brother. I'm smoking on your brother right now. So they tried to get Fulio back. And that guy's like, fuck, man, he didn't die. Yeah. And um, so they're talking about Fulio. So it's like full on, oh, like, yeah. like the hatred they have for each other. That's why they talk like this. They're not talking about like innocent people. They're talking about gang members that killed them. They killed. It's back and forth. Like you killed yeah. my brother. It's all revenge killings, right? It's crazy. Side story. Like I was walking to the gym today and like, this scares me. Like I, I get recognized in, in public a decent amount. And I was walking to the gym and like I just hear Russell, and I was like, "Fuck!" Like I don't know. I, my mind immediately goes like I'm about to get jumped, and I'm like, "Damn!" And I turn around I'm like, "What's happening?" And it was like two dudes in a car. It's like, "No, we just want to see what crept out, bro. We fuck with your videos." And I was like, "I was like, damn!" I, thought, I literally go, "I was like, oh damn! I thought y'all were about to jump me, low key. Like, goddamn, uh, caught me lacking in Houston." Like, yeah, man. So, oh, god damn, man. man. That's so funny. Nah, no, but shit like yeah. that. 
That's not, that's a good song. It's fire, man. I when I first heard it, I wasn't sure, and then I'll send it to you, man. And it's freaking young and ace. He's got so many. He's incredibly talented. Just grew up in. I was trying to explain. Like, have you heard the song um, "Little Dirk"? I know. Probably, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, Little Dirk's crazy talented as well, obviously. Yeah. And he talks about how. Essentially, like I know a dude who started a war that he wants no parts. That's one of the lines that Little Dirk has. And just explaining how, like, when you're grew up in a certain neighborhood, the only protection you have is if something was to happen to you, I'll do something and all of us will do something about it and get clap back. So nothing, so you're good like that. So now all of a sudden you're like, oh, like you have a little bit of safety, security in numbers. So you have to do something though. And little Dirk talks about some dude started a war. And now he doesn't want no parts of it, but it's like, Hey, it's here now. Yeah. You can't run. And now you don't want no parts. That's fine. But they already hit one of us. We have to hit one of them or else. And it's going to happen. This is already going to happen, mate. You can't just back out and run. There's yeah. nowhere to go. We can't leave because we, no one wants to be in the fucking ghetto, man. We're stuck here. So you have to be with us, man. And when you think about it that way, when you hear these songs, they're stuck in these situations and if one of them gets hit the only security you have is i promise you i will hit back if you get hit then they will think twice about hitting you i promise you this so then it happens so they hit i may not get the guy that hit you but you hit one of my homies i'm gonna hit one of theirs and now we're eye for eye i didn't get you you didn't get me but we're eye for eye as far as i'm concerned now you're gonna come back and then that shit gets out of control and you see it in these documentaries. And they're like, like I said, Young and Ace was 18 when his three of his friends got killed and he got That's killed. That's so scary. Young That's as fuck. Because you're that young, you don't give a fuck about anything. And like, that's your You don't life. know stuff. Yeah, you just, you, you're willing to throw it all away just for like fake respect and fake honor, like, which is scary. Um, yeah, I, I, I remember like there was like that documentary on on um, Chirac or like the Chicago drill scene and just like how mm. like things gotten over there, so... Um, yeah, and like then academics was a part of that whole thing and like gassing it up and like yeah, right. it's 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 a scary lifestyle, man. I'm thankful that I I'm thankful I just fucking power lift. Oh 100 percent Yeah, at least guys like Young and Ace, once they made enough money, they got out. So yeah. now they live in then now they live in Houston. Oh, but, um, I hope he's coming. <laughs> you be for these fellas, but um but they got away from the neighborhoods and they were like, okay, like that war itself is over. That's at least if you can get the fuck out of there, if you got the money, Chicago was terrible as well. Yeah. That's where King Vaughn and Dirk come from that yeah, Chicago yeah. drill scene. And it was insane in the boldness. Like we're talking in terms of the killings and nobody's going to do anything about it. Yeah. Like it, You will go tit for tat. Like they were, they were talking about queso. One of young and aces, an incident full on shootouts in a parking lot no arrests and like it was crazy and this is what's going on so it's like it's like a it's a crazy war zone he's on vlad tv as well obviously yeah no I, I need to get back on vlad tv i've been missing out on a lot of content um i like sometimes i just run out of shit and i just be like i'm like damn i got nothing to listen to so like i'm gonna go back on vlad and start listening to more of that shit super trap lore trap lore is a youtube channel and this guy He's from Britain, but he does documentaries on rap beefs that but that are real. Mm. And 
dives in with for real investigative. They're like 90 minutes, two hours long. He has mm-hmm. one called King Vaughn, the real like rap serial killer. King Vaughn's killed seven people. And yeah. people don't know about it. When he was rapping about it, it was real. I remember I was talking to Kafwi, my friend at the gym, and um, actually his wedding tomorrow. And we were talking about, well, you met Kafwi back in 2019 Worlds mm-hmm. um, from Team Canada. But I remember I was talking to him about like Tupac, Biggie, and blah, blah, blah. And he's like, yes, yes, the thing. These rappers these days, um, they're not like the guys back in the day where they really were about that life. And I'm like, dog, you have no idea. Yes, they are. And it's worse. Like, worse. Dog, <laughs> I'm like, no, sir. You're yeah. just not hip to what's going on right now. Tupac was a Tupac was an actor. He was like more so like that was like a persona. He was like a like a he was like a very artistic like creative person. It wasn't that thug life stuff was more so like I mean he was part it was kind of partly like that, but it was more so just like a persona. It wasn't like he was like a like a full on gangster or anything like that. Um, like he he didn't kill people. Death Row Records had bloods that for really real did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like people were associated, but not like right. and Tupac. If that makes sense. But that's like what they portrayed. Versus like, I mean, now you have like real like killers becoming like rappers. Like that's what it is. Yeah. Versus like rappers like portraying that there's like these drug lords and like these these um these fucking like snipers and shit. That's not really what they were back in the day. But now it's like. Nah, you earn your stripes in the streets and now you come rap about it type thing, which is like, yeah, dangerous, but, and scary. It's the, cra- it's the craziest shit in the world, man. Yeah, yeah. Um, And and they're, oh, by the way, uber talented. And you listen to some songs, you're like, God damn, I don't know how I feel about listening to it. Yeah. Like, I don't know, man. This is, right? Like that song, I was like, oh. I was listening to the song, I was like, this shit catchy, but like, it was like kind of scary because you have like the the contrast of them like riding around in golf carts and having fun and like doing this fun shit, but like low key, they're rapping about shit that like quite possibly they may have done. And it's not 100% like, they did. I got, oh, I got news for you. Yeah. <laughs> 100% they did. And the names are dropping are really dead ops. However, the dead ops are talking about are also murderers and killers. Like the, yeah. the, the documentary I'm talking about tells you about who's who. And like, there's no, there's a gangster movie called road to pay Redition where Tom, uh, Tom Hanks's character is talking to another guy being like, he's a bad person. He killed somebody. I got to, I got to take this guy, blah, blah, blah. And the guy says back, there are only killers in this room. Mm-hmm. And there's a room full of debating on what they're going to do with this, this, their opposition. Mm-hmm. And it's the same deal with this where it's like, you feel bad at the same time. You realize like these are revenge killings. So like they're all yeah. in the same game. Like they're not going out there shooting random people type deal. Like, yeah, it's um like Young and Ace wanted revenge because he got shot, brother got killed, whatever. I don't know, whatever. Yeah. Oh, at least, at least these guys are out of the situation. And if I listen to that song, I fucking help get him out of the hood. That's why I feel better about listening <laughs> to the song, and that's how I get my off. That's how I get out of it. That's my out. <laughs> that's your out. Yeah, I'll be like, yo, fire song, bro. Keep keep doing your thing. <laughs> God, get out of there. Get out God, of there. Yeah. But um, listen, man, fuck, man, we crushed like damn near three hours, huh? Shit. And we, this has to be the longest one we've done for sure. This is a long one, dude. This is a long one. I appreciate you coming on. I got to know what we we stopped talking about powerlifting like two hours ago. That's fine. Yeah, I don't know. You, that was Sheffield, I guess. Shit. <laughs> we, you came on to make an announcement about powerlifting, and then here we are, <laughs> young and ace, and whatever it is. That's what good. It is. Hopefully, like people, I want to see powerlifters like expand their. It's like palette or expand their horizons a little bit more. 
it's cool to be sure, interested in shit, you know? I think that's what helps me get, like, more out there and, like, have the following I fall. Like, literally, like, in the bag, you see a bunch of shoes and shit. Like, I had someone tell me over the weekend or, or over last weekend, um, like, I made for them powerlifting cool. Like, the fact that I wear shoes, I, I'm, like, into more fashion stuff. They're looking, they're like, oh, wow, like, you could do powerlifting and still be fly? Like, I didn't know that. Or, like, you know, whatever your idea of fly is. So, like show people what you're interested in like there might be some shit i know it's cool to like like anime and powerlifting but that helps people get into powerlifting too when they're able to like mm. um relate to you on any field or any level it makes powerlifting that much easier for them to get into so when i'm posting my shoes and shit and like i'm posting that i'm watching ufc it's like damn like he's he's really just a normal person that likes to do powerlifting as well and like i could do that as well so i think a lot of people need to uh, kind of understand that more for sure dude wasn't that long ago when powerlifting was kind of like Straight. it wasn't cool anyways it wasn't cool yeah it was it was a thing it's fine whatever but it wouldn't be there wouldn't you wouldn't see it like we have people who are like celebrities now and he's a cool guy i want to be yeah. like him when i'm older you know what i mean yeah. we didn't have that before and to do that for sure you need to show personality or something be like i like this i identify with that i don't know how the hell anime got wrapped up in the powerlifting but it <laughs> did i don't <laughs> understand it but it is like a part of our culture now man no, it's like wrapped I, I think it's mostly because a lot of these kids um i mean they got bullied in high school in a sense uh, or like they were just like very people they're just people that are into anime then they found powerlifting later on in life and then that's what they started doing like i'm into anime i just don't make it like my soul personality the way some other people do but that's fine i mean i you know i don't put i don't mix powerlifting and anime together as much as other people do like they'll put on like anime songs and like wear the shirts and shit i don't i don't really do all that i love it just as much as they do but not not that much or not I, like I, to that extent where i'm gonna let it be I, you don't love it like some of them i'm telling you right now, <laughs> <laughs> right now. <laughs> you're not gonna win that one yeah. I, I i talk to like i there's so many people like Penna to like Kaiko to like whatever the list goes on and on about anime people. And I'm like, whatever, let me try this. Let me try anime. Cause everyone's, you know, this, this is, uh, this is like, sounds like your fucking conversation when you're talking about lady who does anal, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> okay, let me try. I'm gonna try myself. Let me try this. Everyone's talking about it. <laughs> so anyways, um, I gave it a go, man. And freaking, it just didn't like it, it didn't ring to me. I'm like, I don't know what it's, I don't know what it is. Yeah. Everybody's doing it. You know which one you uh, try to start, or what's that? Do you know which one you try to start, or like you which one you were trying to watch? Or yeah, get out of my head. We're talking about anal right now. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, are you like horny? What's up? Are we, like, are we talking? Are we talking anime? Man? What the fuck are we talking yeah. about? <laughs> no, anime, man. Anime. <laughs> <laughs> but um um which one did i try goblin slayer someone that's, said goblin slayer to me it's like a horrible animated star it's, that sounds like a deep cut that sounds like something you should like that's like hey i've never listened to rap music which i listen to and you put them on some like super deep cut shit like i put you on to i don't know if you're familiar with griselda but it's like hey, i've never listened to rap music before who should i listen to oh griselda like you probably don't even know who that is, but it's like they're super like underground. Like, mm. like if, if someone asked me, like, oh, like I've never listened to hip hop, who should I listen to? I would say someone like a Kanye West or a Drake, because it's like yeah. there's more bridges that could be kind of tied to that versus like 
fucking I don't even I don't even know what Goblin Slayer is, and that sounds like some deep cut Dude, It's some deep cut. It, it's um the thing is like <laughs> I don't know, man. I'm not used to the way anime is like the animation of anime. It's pretty crazy and it's different. And, like, it's not like a cartoon, man. It's not a cartoon, man. It's yeah. just not, I don't know, man. It just escapes me. But some people are so crazy into it and love it, the art behind it and everything. And I'm like, oh, yeah. this shit just isn't for me. But it is so interwoven with powerlifting. When I tell my friends who are outside of powerlifting, they're like, what? What the fuck does that got to do with powerlifting? <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, you don't know. I don't yeah. know. I really yeah. don't. But I'm weird because I don't people, watch it. Yeah, it's most of the people that are in it because they're so obsessed with anime. Like, they... I mean, mind you, I'm the same fucker that has like a fucking anime drawing of myself as like my profile picture, mind you. But yeah, it's just, I think what it is that for me to like anime is actually pretty motivating because like these characters are like fictional characters that like they're almost built to be motivations and like it's not that they're perfect, but it's like sometimes I'm training and I'm like, I need to train hard. Like fucking Naruto did like some shit like that. Like before every single powerlifting meet, I watched Naruto fights to like motivate myself. Really? Like, yeah. It's like Rocky stories. It's just animated. That's what Penna, they all do. Yeah. They talk about it like that. They get inspiration from it and listen to theme songs. So it is like, it's a story. Well, I don't do the theme song shit. That's not me. I okay. listen to, yeah, I listen to music. The theme, what? the theme song stuff is a little intense. I don't get like fucking pumped and motivated off of that, but. Yeah, I'm listening to Young and Ace who I smoke. Yeah, <laughs> I'll listen to something closer to that versus like anime music. But yeah, it's it's more so like the stories being told. Like, if I were to put you on anime, I would tell you to watch Naruto. That's like my personal goat, like my favorite one of all time. It's like the the animation isn't extremely like deep cut to where you can't get into it. But also mm. too, just like the story itself is like very motivating, and it and it hits like a lot of different. Um, it can hit a lot of different uh, just feels like anyone from walk of life, like maybe you struggle with like um, comparison, uh, comparing yourself to like maybe someone that's like more talented than you. They have shit for that. Or maybe like you are like a genius and like you battle with like people's expectations of you. They have something for that. Like they literally have something mm. anime and it, it's a very relatable piece of a uh, piece of art that like, I don't know. I'm t- I'm almost 30 now and I still go back and watch shit from there to kind of just like recenter myself in a sense. No shit. Man, you're doing yeah. a really good job of selling this on me. I'm telling yeah. you everything. It's now. good, man. Whether like I would personally say if you want to give it an honest shot, I'll tell you to watch Naruto. Um if you don't like it, you don't like it, it's whatever. Like some people literally just can't sit there and watch like drawings talk. Like it just it's just like, you know, you can't you just can't do it. Um, but I would say that that's like one of the best shots you have um, just because like it's a very relatable message and like you'll actually get into it. Um, but then if you don't like it, I mean, you just probably won't like it. All right. I'll, if, so this is a soft sell one. Easiest to get into anime and I'll know if, you, if maybe yeah. if anime is your thing, this will be the one that brings brings you. In. Yeah, I would say Naruto <laughs> because it's easy to get into, but it's also very, very deep, like. You could it, it gets really deep and then like it's just like a feel good hero story in a sense like takes a while to get to the conclusion but like in that path there's so many different things that it touches on and it's like fuck man there's like there's things to this day that I still kind of uncover I'm like damn yeah they were kind of talking about that like hmm. at that 
point or like you can relate it to like what I'm currently going through. And like, it's so weird. I'll sometimes mm. always like, revert back to Naruto. I'm like, okay, I can pull bits and pieces from this storyline and make it relatable. I'm like, okay, I need to be a better human just like the way Naruto was in this moment or one of his friends or something like that. So I knew there had to be something more because so many people are into it and posting it and got so much from it. Yeah. I knew there was something I was missing. Like, like the way you're describing it makes it make sense to me, though. Yeah, it gives it gives you like legit life lessons. Like, there's like even now, like I'm thinking about how like um there's like characters that get thrusted into leadership positions and like they don't know what to do and they figure it out like in the in the confines of the of the anime and like. I can relate to that now. I'm like, damn, like I've been almost thrusted, thrust into leader, leadership position. Like, what do I do? Or just mm. the fact that like this kid was so hated growing up and he worked himself into position of like people actually fucking with him. And then he's like, I don't even know what to do anymore. Like, do these people really fuck with me or do they fuck with what I do for them? Like, it's a lot of different things, man. It's it's a, it's a, it's a good anime. Both of those would be relatable to you. Yeah. Yeah. But like shit like that, you know what I mean? Like, you should watch it, man. Give it. I say whenever I, I try stuff out, I give it a good like 10 episodes or like the first season. And if I'm just like, bro, I just don't fuck with it, then I just let it go. Mm. You know, but Naruto's a good you one. Have, you have become a leader, like with your crew, you are the leader of it. <laughs> I, you know what, man? I, I don't even like to. Yeah. I mean, just by. I, yeah, I guess you could say that. Yeah. Ew. Yeah. I guess it probably feels weird, but like, I mean, for sure, you're the one leading the charge. It is. It's just sometimes the way it goes. I don't even know how this just happens naturally. Yeah. Yeah. I just I'm always so weird about that kind of shit. But yeah. Yeah, you're right. I think um, what's funny is like sometimes they want me to assert myself more as like the leader. It's like, no, nah, like I'm putting my foot down type shit. But I, I just like to look at everyone as like an individual and like everyone's here for a reason type thing. And they even talk about that too, like which is funny. It's like leaders aren't people that just like you don't make yourself the leader. Your your people make yourself or your people make you the leader. So it's like, mm. yeah, this uh, quick sidebar. Like one of the characters, mm. like he wants to be the leader of his city, of his village. He wants to be like the leader, and uh, he puts everything on him, and he wants to do it himself so he could like protect everyone. And then one of the other characters goes like, yo, like, that's not what a leader is. A leader isn't someone that, like, just, like, takes from everyone and then tries to um, go do it by himself. A leader is someone that does it with everyone. And the people put him in that position so they could, so he could now help them uh, protect everyone. Versus, like, I'm just going to take it all by myself. And, like, I've I've worked hard to make myself this strong leader that I don't have to rely on anyone. It's like, no, that's not how it goes. It's a leader is someone that is able to rely on everyone and someone that's able to bring the best out of everyone, not someone that just like takes on that role by themselves. So like little shit like that helps like in my actual life where I'm like, nah, like leaning on people is is a superpower. Like that's where you should get all your strength from. Not because like you're so strong that you don't have to lean on anyone. That's like, mm. you know, you want to be able to rely on people, not isolate yourself and say you're the strongest. And then that's how you lead. That's not how it works. Some people think that like a leader is just a dominant figure, the alpha no. male that, no. so they try to do that no. where it's like, if you try to be too much of an alpha and dominant figure, you're probably just going to be the muscle for the actual leader. Yeah. 
Like, you're probably going to be the guy below the leader and he uses you to muscle people. But if you're too dominant in alpha, it's kind of like you explained, like people aren't going to you. You're unrelatable. You don't have roles for people that can't give to you. You can't give back. You're not giving guidance. You're, it's not the way it goes. It's, it's such, it's difficult to become a leader. man. It is very difficult or, or it just happens. And maybe it just happens organically and people like, how do you, find these qualities like i don't know it just kind of happened i'm not sure mm-hmm. i just yeah. was trying to build something and then freaking next thing you know i'm leading something and it became i we had a culture <laughs> like i don't even know how to explain it things just happened yeah but it obviously happened with you yeah but i would say yeah naruto is a great anime to start that's like an easy one it's longer but i would put my money like if you don't like naruto and like that's what anime you're trying to watch chances are like i'm not too sure like any other anime that you would like um yeah i think it's good it's my favorite one so i mean dog i mean and i think of like people around you you just bumped their sales playboy <laughs> they don't need it they're, <laughs> they're, they're you're probably right you're probably right yeah. they're probably good well listen man thank you for coming on the podcast um we crushed it we cover a lot of ground yeah. i'll send me I'll, i'm gonna google that and i'll take a look at it tonight on netflix and, right? um, i I'll tell you, okay, there it is. There yeah. it is. And I don't know when I'm going to see you again next, but we'll keep in touch. And good yeah, luck sure. with the podcast, man. I'll be Thank keeping you, my eyes out, especially the Taylor Atwood one. It's going to be fucking fire. Yeah, I appreciate it. I can't I wait. You already dropped the Taylor Atwood one. I'm about to tune into that probably. It's on. Um, I also got the one where he talks about his background. Yeah, I'll listen to that right one. After Sheff- that mm-hmm. one's right after Sheffield. That mm-hmm. one, he goes deep. So, yeah. um, yeah, it's almost like some research for yourself if you're going to talk about stuff, but yeah, say less. It's fire, man. You guys are going to get along good. Like you yeah. two, fuck, that's going to be can't miss for people in the powerlifting world. Yeah, like that gonna, is going to be, that is world collide right there. Oh man. I'm excited as shit to see you two sit down and have a conversation. Mm. I've had conversations with you guys individually. It's different when like two, you, you're a sports fan. When you see two yeah. goats of a sports sit down and just those two goats talk yeah. in real life, not on zoom. Mm. And we speak the same like, language. Like, so I already know, like, I already know how that conversation is going to go. It's like Jordan and fucking Kobe sitting down for a conversation. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's a good one. That would be crazy. No interviewer. No yeah. interviewer in the middle. They just sit oh, down and talk. Nobody yeah. in the middle. Yeah. That's what makes your episode you're about to talk about. Like with Taylor, if you do more of those, that's mm. what makes those so clutch. That'd be so crazy. Anyways, let, let me know. I'll be watching. I'll be yeah. watching. That's a meme for you. If, if someone, <laughs> but anyways, listen. Uh, everybody listening, please do subscribe. Give us high ratings as per usual. Until next time, six pack lab at six up, and we are out.